Welcome to the Pixel Den. I'm Dan, your host, along with my co-host, Sebastian. What's up, guys? How you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good, man. We came up with this idea basically because uh, a lot of our conversations are basically like a podcast, and we decided, hey, man, let's just go with it. We have a lot to talk about, all things Pixels-related, movies, TV shows, video games, and whatnot. We're ready to go, man, and I hope you guys uh, enjoy, and uh, let's get to it, man. So what are we watching? Uh, right now, um, it's taking me forever to get through any type of show, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's getting pretty brutal, but I did make a point to finish The Boys like relatively quickly, Great. Um, as quickly as you can with a weekly release, um, Yeah, which sure. is so weird to have that now, like back during the old you- days where it would be just, that's what we grew up with, and then in turn... We um, now get Netflix that just dumps everything in one day, which is great. Then we got spoiled, and now we are uh, back to this weekly release stuff. The, you know what? I'm, I'm kind of down for it because the anticipation uh, is old school. I remember you could argue the very first show that was all about the anticipation, at least for our generation, was like Lost, like where ABC had you know that show where like in between episodes you were – theorizing what the hell is going on loss was a big one for that yes i remember every episode at the end i would immediately call my buddy alex every time at the end of every episode we would just dissect that episode Mm -hmm. and then it was even a bigger like when this is dating us now when we got (laughs) when he got a 720p tv the green, which, which nowadays Boom. is like, <laughs> oh my god, I throw away 720p TV. Um, but that was definitely one of those, like, I was like, whoa, this is what the jungle looks like in HD, mind blown. But yeah, no, so definitely with um, the week release, it makes uh, my life with a newborn really it's great for me because I can actually watch shows and catch up on them, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I made a point, like I said, to, to go through the boys, and uh, I've always loved that show. Uh, however, this season, by the way, um, I'm not going to be shooting out spoiler warnings. Just assume every episode will have spoiler warnings. Um, yes. Sorry. Um, but yeah. <laughs> Go watch it on Amazon Prime. Everyone. Yeah, yeah. Pause and come back when, when you call and it Amazon up Prime, and- if you're Amazon Prime, if you're looking to sponsor us, we're more than welcome to take your sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, please. I don't want to pay for my uh, Prime uh, subscription every year yeah, anymore. Yeah, man. Uh, but I think this was a weak season. Wow. Yeah, uh, now, the are... whole the whole way through or um, towards the end. Um, toward I think ho- the whole way through there was some really cool stuff. Because mm-hmm. um, when they ended the the, the season before, mm-hmm. it was kind of like a, a stalemate between essentially the boys and Homelander. Right, uh, and I like how. They do this in every pretty much the next season. They just throw that out the window in the first episode where he's like, yeah, I don't care. Like, I'll just destroy the world if you release that video. I don't Mm -hmm, care. mm -hmm. And I'm like, "Okay, fine. Um, I kind of felt that they threw in. Oh, my God. My mind's blanking on the guy. Um, Soldier Boy. Soldier Boy. Sorry. Uh, Yes. Played uh, by the awesome uh, Jensen Ankles of uh, Uh, Supernatural fame. I know. I know we got some Supernatural uh, fans and listeners. Those aren't fans. They're just kind of stuck in it. Waiting for that show to end. Uh, I don't even think Supernatural fans recommend Supernatural to anybody. Um, Even they're even they're like the show needs dead. But yeah, so he's in it, and I think Soldier Boy is a really cool character. I mean, he's the equivalent of Captain America. America, I mean, yeah. But out of nowhere now, he's like not mentioned in any season, but now they just throw him in. But I'm okay, I'm cool with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, this is where the major spoiler parts come in. 
Dun, dun, dun. At the very end, he just goes. They just capture him and they put him to sleep. Yeah. Nothing is resolved at the end of this season. Everything that you could have taken. Now, don't get me wrong. Uh, Hero was a, was a cool episode. Um, Judging by the title, folks, you can probably tell what that uh, whole episode might have been about. Yeah, I mean, that, that was some <laughs> really cool stuff. I, but honestly, it wasn't as bad as people were hyping it out to be. There were some definitely like, whoa, moments. But like, I wouldn't say NC-17. No, I mean, there, it there's was, been wor- it's we- there's some weird there's stuff some, in yes, there. Yes, for sure. Essentially, nothing's like... Too, mean, too graphic or too crazy, I thought. Well, because essentially, the stuff with the squid... Like oh yeah, I uh, that I, is I guess that yeah. is full fledged bestiality. I don't even know what the version which you would call for aquatic creatures, but that's full fledged bestiality. If this doesn't Let's, get you guys to watch the boys, I don't know what will. I mean, <laughs> but it's funny as hell. Yeah. Uh, my like that was my only thing. At the end of it, I was like, okay, I really want to see where they're gonna go with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to see the next season. This did this season did not kill me at all. It actually made me more intrigued. But what slightly annoyed me was was like, well, okay, cool, well. Nothing like really happened that couldn't have been thrown in in like a two episode special. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong, the ending with Homelander and his son was really good. Like yeah. I was kind of waiting on for him to do that. Um, essentially, like I'm just gonna say because this is a podcast too bad. Um, when he literally just kills that guy, and it's immediately I got when it gets to that point, like you're not even surprised he just killed someone in like broad daylight. Like, like I kind of forgot that he's actually never done that. Like, cause you only s- only in illusions or like in, in his illusions head. Yeah. or in private, but you never yeah. see him actually do it in like in front of the crowd. And I, got, I, I forgot. I was like, oh, that's right. He's actually never done that. Um, and then of course the crowd is like, you know, they're all sycophants and they're all like, you know, yeah. in that cult. Um, but I do love that they little straight up, um, just pretty much made Homelander Trump. Yeah, like, you that, know, that, that not was, to get into the deep politics of it, but it's just very funny. Like that is like the trajectory that they was, were planning on doing. This with season them. totally had the satire of you know two warring factions within the oh, yeah. um, within you know America, and uh, they rolled with it. Um, I'm I'm a little more. Uh, I thought the ending was a little bit of a letdown, but I thought the season as a whole was pretty strong. There were definitely elements. Um, that I really I loved I loved the butcher scene when they went back to his past with his brother. That was awesome. That, that was, was really great. good. Like, cause finally you can there like, all right, here's and butcher. Here is because we alpha we've male only of alpha had, males. We've only had tidbits of it throughout like he, the two seasons. And I like how they were showing how. Um, I love how they were actually showing him. Yeah, this guy you like him because he's a dick and like he's a smart ass, but he gets the job done. But I like how this season they're actually showing. No, here's the fallout of a guy like this. Yeah, like it's like yeah, it's cool. He gets the job done. You know, he's like a. You know, the means justify or the end justifies the means or however you want to say that. Yeah. Uh, but but here they're like, this is what it's doing to his friends. Like, this is what it's like doing yeah. to his family, to his closest. Yeah. And then it makes his conversation with his dad in the previous season have a lot more yes. weight to it. I actually I was going to bring that up, too, because uh, that it makes it connects so much better now to that scene. And um, by the way, shout out to Carl Urban. Uh, I think you and I oh. have said multiple times that we got a bit of a man crush on him. Uh, oh, I'm full-fledged <laughs> divorce, man. Like, that's uh, no, not a problem right there. It's, it's, and you know what's so funny? I was trying to think, what's the first thing I saw Carl Urban in? And I want Rod you to- Rod is a Rohan, bro. Okay, all right, good, good, good. <laughs> Talk about finding your role, because, I mean, it's like, so, like pretty much everyone knew him, you know, as, you know, pretty much the heir to, the, you know, the Rohan, and it's like in Lord of the Rings. Uh, but, 
Like then all of a sudden he's this like cracked out, drunk, like just this vigilante who's just beating up the superheroes for fun. I call him a lovable asshole. Like yeah. that's that's what he is. Like, like he's the guy that you love to watch, but like if he was part of your crew, you'd be like, I can't fucking hang out with this guy, man. He's gonna get me killed. Yeah. <laughs> like two eyes open while you're sleeping. He's you know? that guy at the club that starts the fight. Like, <laughs> you know, much. you got all your crew, you get Pretty into much. he gets you into the club, but the problem is he right. winds up getting your ass kicked out of it. Resourceful as fuck, and he can uh can get you into situations that are to your advantage and also get you into situations that are to your disadvantage. Uh, great character, uh, awesome acting by him on The Boys, and uh, yeah, I've I've been a fan of him for a while. So uh, it's nice to see him get like a lead role and kind of like you know really shine on The Boys. He, he and Homelander are obviously the two main crux yeah. of the show. Homelander, talk about a slow burn on an actor. Like the first season, I'm like, all right, he's playing like the traditional like you know whatever. But it's like his build to. Being just a full fl- going from like full fledged, he starts out as a sociopath, mm-hmm. but now he's just full fledged psychotic, and the acting's amazing, especially in the, like he really like carry like it's like he carries the show. Like I'm sorry, Carl Urban can take a step aside on this season when it came to acting because he creeped me the fuck out. Like it, goddamn man. <laughs> like like I I'd, I'd be shocked, and I don't know how the you know uh, maybe I think they missed the cutoff because uh, I didn't see him nominated, but. Uh, for an Emmy, honestly, because it's that good. Like, if they can give Joaquin Phoenix and Heath Ledger Oscars for, you know, portrayal of Joker, mm. they can give uh, Anthony Starr, who plays Homelander, uh, an Emmy for what I thought. It's because it's not so much in his, it's his facial expressions and his, like, mm-hmm. like his, the way he carries himself. Like, that is just so, I want to say almost like, Hannibal Lecter esque, like when you watch very, that's when very you watch much the vibe you like, get, like this Anthony is... Hopkins when he just like stared at you in Silence mm-hmm. of the Lambs. That's kind of vibe. It's kind of if like I get the vibe, like it's like a Hannibal Lecter if Hannibal Lecter was starting to go unhinged. Yeah, because the thing is, like Hannibal Lecter's whole motif is that he is always in control of himself. Yeah. Like that's a man who is very much um, comfortable in his own skin. Right. Whereas Homelander hates the skin he's in. Mm-hmm. And you could see where he's not even holding it together anymore. Like yep. the first few seasons, it's him barely holding it together. And it's just like, you know, he's getting knocked down constantly. At least he's perceiving it as this. Uh, and, but this season is just full, like the mirror scenes when he just starts talking to himself. He goes full fucking Gollum. Yeah. Like, it's like wild. <laughs> you know? And it was like, okay, um, I'm cool with that. Um, but yeah, at the very end, like it kind of, I was like, okay, cool. I really enjoyed this 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 whole season, but at the end of it, it's like, what did I get out? Like, what the story did not did not progress enough to like warrant an entire season. So you you kind of think like they they did all these, and essentially they did it. I think a good job of building up to the finale. It's just that oh yeah, the finale became kind of like rant. And because uh, it's like everyone's oh, back to square one. Yeah, it's like oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm trying to get. Because yeah. like Soldier Boy is oh, he went back to sleep, and yeah, you know, Homelanders is running around doing tours. Yeah, all right, yeah. There's the big like boom. He like yeah. He and the, there's a, there's also that that thread with the centered. Uh, what's her name? See, uh, that was cool because that was the slowest part. That was something that I like, kind of fell under the radar, but also they 
they still kept that storyline going. But very like like I yes. think they could have threw a little couple more points. But I remember when it's like she gets nominated for VP. VP, you're like, oh, all of that makes sense. Now, I did not read the comics, but uh, I have been told through that spoiler alert. Not really so much spoilers. Is that this is where they're starting? It sounds like deviating from the comics mm-hmm. because. So essentially, well, because um, Noir is dead now, All right? Is he? Well, yeah. The, the, wait, yeah. You actually literally see Homelander literally rip his heart out. So I, uh, as one does when the season ends, and you read all the other theories that other people have. Mm-hmm. The thing about Black Noir, uh, and what did you think about that cartoon? His oh, that cartoon. was awesome. That wasn't that, was that like so, cool. so unique? Give and me like, new shit. Do yeah, not exactly. like give me Thank like sad story. Like to being able to do that to be like, all right, I'm gonna do some Quentin Tarantino. I'm gonna throw some animation in this Wild. like very serious story. I bought is it. great. I'm in it. I was totally I was into, into it. it. Absolutely. Um, but going back to the character of Black Noir, so as people have pointed out, uh, Stan Egger, played by Giancarlo Esposito, the man for villains these days, character actors, great actor. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a body cam on Black Noir. So he knows Black Noir just got his guts ripped out. He has a body cam on him? Yeah. I don't remember that. I must have So, yeah. So, f- from what I read, uh, he, he, Black Noir is basically Stan Eggert's inside to like what's going on with Seven. That's how he knows basically everything that's going on in the meetings right, and right, stuff right. like that. Uh, he's his inside man, if you will. Um, and also tragic uh, backstory, too, with that cartoon. Oh, it's brutal. It's like, it's sh- brutal. Got his face, uh, you know. Anyway, uh, so he knew that Homelander basically <laughs> killed uh, Black Noir. Now, there's a there's a thing in the comics that I've, you know, as you go into a black hole, folks, mm-hmm. you eventually get spoiled about for certain storylines. Okay, so I think me and you are on the same page. Here. I think we're so kind one of talking. We're dancing on the same thing. Here. One of the big things in the comic books, and uh, listeners, if you are a fan of the show, of both the show and the comic books, you you know what we're about to talk about. In the comic books, uh, Black Noir is actually a clone. Yes, of that I, I know, and like they, yeah, and like Homelander supposed to pretty much just take take over the White House. Like he's yes. supposed to just go. And I thought that was like where they were going. Where yes, he's gonna lose his shit yeah. and do that. And essentially, it's revealed that Black Noir is a clone of Homelander, and he's the one that's been doing all the crazy, nasty things as Homelander, and kind of you know making him have a bad name and whatever. Uh, in the comic books, it's Black Noir that eventually kills Homelander. I think the show is gonna take a different route because I'm gonna be bummed if that is what happens. Because that that is so no, out of a telenovela she, where it's like I don't I don't all of a think, sudden there is an evil twin. Like yeah, I, I no, kind of hate that. They're not gonna. I think that's why they made uh, Homelander's son more prevalent. Now. Yes, and and someone brought up a good point. He ends every season. He's in every. Uh, finale. Oh yeah, you're right. He was in the end of season one when Mm -hmm. it's revealed that Becky had a son. He's the end of season two when you know, you know, they go after Stormfront and Mm -hmm. find you know they get him and then they they drive off. Yeah, yeah. And now he's in the season. So he it always ends with Homelander's son Ryan. Mm -hmm. They're gonna, uh, they might, and this is a theory of mine. They might have a point where you know 
Ryan has to make a choice between saving, you know, Butcher. Oh, no, yeah, he's going to do the yeah, Darth Vader the, thing know, where it's like, you know, the, do you choose? Yeah, what do you choose? Yeah, 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 I get that. Yeah. So I don't think they'll, they'll go that route. But I don't, in my opinion, I don't think we've seen the end of Black Noir because I think. I hope not. He's a cool character. For I, a guy who doesn't dude, talk, he's like my favorite character. You know, his whole backstory. And, and that's the thing, too, I, I liked about this season, too. Like, they fleshed out certain backstories of characters that we necessarily didn't know a lot about. Um, yeah, so I, I don't think we've seen the last of Black Noir. Um, but I think, I think what makes The Boys compelling is, and I think what a lot of superhero TV shows and movies uh, fail to do, they have a great villain. Yeah. If you don't have a great villain... Then why are you watching it? Then why are you watching yeah. it? Like, everyone, everyone, you're not watching it for Batman. You're watching... You get excited, like, when you they get, announce a Batman movie, right. you get excited about who are the villains. You know, and you can get fatigued. Like, I mean, we still talk about like how Joker's been portrayed multiple times, and we still get excited on who might be the new Joker. Right. But like, and then it's like with the most recent Batman, it's like, oh shit, they're bringing in the Penguin. Oh, oh we're gonna do the Riddler for real now. All right, cool. Like, we'll see where this goes. And I, I, I personally really liked the routes they took with those characters. Oh yeah. No, uh, it, it yeah. makes sense. It's it's a uh, they modernize it really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's not campy. I mean, it's if you're not gonna do a Nolan Batman. That is the only, I think, acceptable route you can go is the way they went. Right. Um, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. So, like, um, if you have a good, great villain, and I think we, we both agree that Homelander is a great villain because, you know, he's unpredictable. He he is, like, delivers those scenes. He's menacing. He's He's everything you want in a villain. And you have a group that is obviously out to get him and he's he still has yeah they've tried to put him in check with like you know the video and stuff like that but he's still on the loose kind of he's still kind of free yeah. and especially the way they end it now he, he's gonna like he can do whatever he wants I can yeah. kill people mm-hmm. in broad daylight and no yeah. one's gonna give a shit because well, I always like the, the general premise of it is like okay what happens if Superman was a, a dick yep. like what would you do what could you do um you know, and essentially too, like uh, Amazon's uh, anime series Invincible kind of does this too. Uh, that comic book series and that show uh, does this has kind of a. It's not the same story by any means, uh, but it it, ha- it has that mentality of what would happen if these essentially gods showed up and they are not red, white, and blue America. Here we go, like you know, and it's like essentially they would be dicks. They would be monsters. Like yeah. it's like. Like they're, they're the worst gym bro you'll ever meet. Like it's like you know <laughs> that's a good that's a good way of putting it. Um, no, totally. Um, superheroes sh- should be more of assholes because they have these abilities that where they can get whatever they want and say whatever they want. And well, if you look at like all the superheroes, like the super popular ones, you know, you get your Batman's, your Superman's, you got your Wonder Woman's, then you got like the X-Men and the Wolverines and you got, you got all that. But the super popular ones are kind of douchebags. Yep. It's like Wolverine is a super favorite, but he's a jerk. He's a jerk. It's like Batman's insane. Like, it's like, these are like everyone's favorites. Like, it's like, these are like the cultural icons of Americana. Yeah, no one, uh, people tend to gravitate more towards the unique and like, you know, I don't give a crap and kind of like does stuff that no one wants to do. Not the cookie cutter, clean, you know, that's why no one likes Superman or, or, uh, or Captain America as much as they do. Uh, Batman and Wolverine, mm-hmm. like you said, it's just like it's different draws, you know. Because yeah. like, 
yeah, it, it, you know, okay, you, you can do all these abilities, but, like, show me some personality. Show me something, you know, that yeah. I will want to keep watching you as a character, you know? Yeah. You know, because as a kid, yes, you want to see cool, like, flying around, laser beams. Oh, yeah, I mean, idea. Superman as a kid is really cool, but it's, like, after you, a while, yeah. it's, like, cool, what are you going to throw against Superman? Yeah, yeah that, like, that's, that's always been his problem, though. Like, yeah. like Superman. They wrote themselves in a corner when they first wrote. And, the guy and then, out. and even with the kryptonite thing, it's like you know, you have this all-powerful being now, and um, how do you make him compelling? You know, yeah. How do you challenge him? How do you, you know, keep him at, keep him interesting enough when it seems like nothing can get to him? Mm-hmm. You know, Absolutely. and and I think with with what they're doing with Homelander and the boys. He is so psychologically fragile. I also think, too, you can, like, we can understand why Homelander is the way he is. Yes. You know, we yeah. can totally understand why. Mommy, he, daddy issues. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'd say, like. The, a, the, the, milk, the milk thing is a little weird. Uh, <laughs> just look little. that up on YouTube, uh, guys, if you have a chance. <laughs> it's a little weird. And, but it's like, but it's also, it's the satire of it, too. Like, yes. That's the no. whole point. It's yeah, supposed I, to make yeah, you a little uncomfortable. Yeah. But it's like, it's like his things, it's, you know. Uh, you, you know, it, these are the, you know, because you hear about stories about, you know, these people with no but no families, and like, yeah. you know, it's like this is yeah. something you feel bad for, but then you like it's hard to, but then you can't because of what he does in the show, you can't feel bad for him. You you have to hate him. Yeah, but his like origin story, quote unquote, is very grounded in reality. Yeah. You know, it's not so much like okay, you know, I was from a special planet and it's no longer gone, and you know, it, in his own twisted way, I. Honestly, think he actually does care for his son because he wants a family, right? Uh, he wants like because uh, he never had a family and he never had like something. That's why he was so desperate um, to f- to have a family and to be with a family. That um, like yeah, it's a relatable trait. Uh, does it make an excuse for how batshit crazy he is? No, but well, because it's like if you watch like the first season, it's very much like situational he's a monster in situations like right because he's like he's, the airplane scene it's like yeah they tried and then stuff just fell off the rails still line. he's still like uh but this now he's going full fledged now villain. he's he's uh he's set loose in a way yeah which uh the, and there's that beautiful scene with um john carlo esposito where he's like you know uh, um he he thinks he has a one up on his character. Yeah. But then he just puts him in a slice like, no, you're an insecure little boy who uh you don't want my respect, you know? It would go nothing that bottomless pit that you call assault. Fucking great line. Oh no, it's like his that <laughs> like that guy carries everything and uh because he's thinking he's like, Yeah, I finally got you and he's like, Okay. <laughs> you think you can do this job. Yeah. And, like, and and that's the thing too, like, you know, he has He's still such a he's a man child, if you will. He he really is. Like he mm-hmm. he's just hasn't dealt with like he's been, you know, kept as this like product. And then yeah. he called as as John Giancarlo Espedito said, he called him a bad product. And that's how he's lived his life basically. He's he doesn't really have semblance of like normal social interactions or normal because everything he's is i mean that's the thing it's like it's the it's the it's the prince finally getting the throne kind of thing you know it's you know it's if you look like if you go like into history it's like marcus hilarious is like the the last great uh roman emperor and then his son takes over who's insane and it's you know and it's like and literally just undoes everything the great philosopher emperor did 
Um, like, like yeah, so like it's when like, you, it's when very you... much like okay, they want this role, like they want the they want the throne, and right. that's a story that's been written a thousand times. Yeah, uh, and then once they finally get it, they realize, oh, it's not exactly, exactly. what I thought it was. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot more work to this. Um, a lot of people also like find that at like all at work where they think like it's like oh, I could do the job better than my boss, and then they get there at that job and they're like, oh. Okay. Yeah. yeah, they weren't doing a great job, but I don't know if I'm doing actually any better. You know. Yeah, exactly. It's like you never know until you actually put in that scenario and put in that position where you got to lead people or you got to like take control of a company or something like that. Uh, you just never know because you, and in the case of Homelander and and other scenarios, you've always had this kind of sheltered life yeah. and you've only kept to that thing. But mm-hmm. and in a way, they. They kind of, you know, and it's really, it's a two-way thing. Like, they have to train you to set you up if you're actually going to become, like, the king or head of a company. You should have learned how to become. Yeah, there's grooming involved. There's grooming involved, right? And if you're not, then, or if you think you're too good for it. Yeah, you don't, and that's Some people think they're too good for it. Yeah, and that's what happens with, like, Homelander, where he, like, thinks he can, oh, this is great, you know, I got the control. And he's like, do you understand what it really took to run this thing? Yes. Uh, beautiful like, yeah no it's I mean like you could definitely see like also just not with like Homelander like the CEO of Vaught Industry like how she's like like bald she's like pulling her hair out and like <laughs> there's that one character. yeah but then there's that one scene where she's like like I don't have powers like I'm like not yeah I, like, it, like she, she breaks the the mask for a minute that, yeah. and she's like oh wait a minute like I'm gonna sure. die if I go like she knows for a fact yeah. if I go down this road to try to quote unquote defeat Homelander I'm going to die very painfully yeah you know, and it's like, and then you start to see all these, like, you know, at first she's like this stupid little sycophant, and then all of a sudden you're like, no, this woman's got some, she knows exactly the, she knows she's in a pit of vipers, and there's nothing she can do about it. Yeah, yeah, and she's she's rolling with it. She's uh, She's been at the company enough where she can kind of just, like, uh, talk the good game and do whatever it takes, because there's been a there's been a way of doing things, and she's going to stick with that. Uh but but yeah, you saw her break a little bit towards this season. And, yeah, and it's and you could definitely see that she, you know it's like at least you know it, it kind of humanized her for like a second. Yeah, and then yeah, and know. I think she still also had respect for uh, the Maeve character, uh, the Wonder Woman of the boys. But I also like too that she's like she's like absolutely afraid of these people, but she also knows that these are like the biggest children on earth. Like without this yes. company, they are not going to be able to do anything. Like they can't function without them. And it's you could just tell it's just very much like a group of babysitters. And for sure, they're just so fed up with it. But they're like, well, this person can just melt me, so I'm gonna just have to put up with it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, which is there's also a real life correlation. <laughs> Look how many, yeah. yeah. Look how many executive assistants are out there that have these like shitty CEO bosses. Or, or I mean, they they even say like statistically, like uh, it was not statistically, but like they they talk about how like some of the most coveted positions in the world in like in the world now are assistants to superstar uh, to superstars now. Yeah, like it's no longer like the dean of Harvard, which was one of the most coveted positions in all of academia, is now not even on the list anymore. It's you know. People would love to be the assistant or the driver or the person that picks up the dry cleaning to superstars because there's a chance they could get the gig themselves, um, which is so wild to me. But what have we come to? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we live in the age of TikTok and Instagram, and yeah, I mean, you know, you know, celebrityism is is if that isn't a word I just said, it's so big now that um, I don't. 
Yeah, I don't think there's a drive really to have that big uh, academic or big scholarly uh, title. It's more of a what can I do to get money quick and recognition fast. Well, yes. Uh, and in, I, in, not, in I would say in the younger generation. Oh no, I absolutely. Think, Even in yeah. our generation, because I mean, if you constantly see, it, you're being bombarded by the rich and famous. But you, but you're also. It's like for the longest time growing up, like it was like kings lived like this. You know, the the mega rich lived this. Like celebrities lived like this. But now we're starting to see YouTubers getting big. Yeah, we're seeing tiktokers blowing up and buying houses in the hills like you're seeing all of this now and it, it's like oh like my niece wants to be a youtuber when she grows up <laughs> and here's the thing is that's not an impossible dream it's not like i mean yeah the odds of like getting like you know becoming like the next mr beast probably very rare but you can make a living on you it you can and it's very much, but now since with like social media, you're just seeing all the good, you know, that's the whole thing. You know, it's why I think there's like a, not so much a, le- I mean, like, listen, we always going to have people in STEM. We're going to always have people. We're always going to have scientists and engineers and doctors. We're always gonna- I, I get that. I, 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 I just think that, um, people are looking for more shortcuts than before. Oh yeah. I mean, th- do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, you're, you're right. I, I, I think though it's like throughout history, it's, there's always been that, that group. Okay. Yeah. You know, I mean long, you know, during the, like, you know, in the, you know, during the age of the revolution and like all well, that time they were called speculators, you know, that's what they were called. Yeah. And they were like frowned upon, like they were rich, they were new money, but like they, like, but goddamn, they were they were making car, you know, no cars to 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 travel faster, you know. What we have now are like TikTokers to see uh, what I can, uh, you know. Well, I, I, I no, you're right, and like honestly, that's like the bread and circuses of the world, and yeah. I think that's fine. Um, there's still um, those like inventions and those like progressions like society is still going forward technology is still advancing it's just not interesting to the general masses because i'm pretty sure the first time the, from the model t showed up everyone was like okay that's cool but no that's never gonna pick up i remember when computers right. big chunk of the world thought computers were a fad yeah um so th- things are going forward um but it's like also too it's like you know people wouldn't do it if they don't make money so it's you know if yeah. tiktok is making you know i know and i'm not i'm not saying it's necessarily a bad thing right i i just think that um, you and I grew up, I think we're one of the last generations of of people who had parents as hustlers yeah. and people that grinded for their jobs. Uh, I could, yeah, I mean, we're also like the generation before, the, we're the last one that, that know uh, a childhood without the internet. The internet, yeah. For good or for worse, you know, for good or for bad. Um, and that's the other thing, like, to kind of, not to get ageist, but it's very much when people like my, like the generation right before us and like some of our generation, they complain. It's like, you know, oh, everyone stares at their phones. There's the internet, you know, in my day, it was like this, like it was like that. It kind of sucked. Like, no offense, it sucked going <laughs> and waiting for your doctor's appointment at the yep. doctor's office. And you just sat there reading a magazine. magazine. It sucked. Yeah. Okay. I love the fact that I can just pull out my phone and just start watching the movie that I just paused. Like, it's, sorry, it's, yeah. it's so much better. Like, yeah. it's like, yeah. life is yeah. better now. Uh, if I have to put up with some, like, annoying TikTokers that, I don't even have TikTok. So, <laughs> it's like, if I have to put up with that, I'm fine with that. Yeah, yeah. Like, every generation will complain about the younger generation of, of like, uh, that's it's just going to be an endless cycle that will not stop anytime soon. But yeah, um, and we're not preaching, okay, guys. We're not being like, oh my god, I'm so tired of these TikTokers. No, we're just we're just kind of correlating about uh, how the the differences between you know, as you're trying to achieve a goal, or when I grow up, I want to be a 
you know? Yeah, and I think that, you know, also too, is like when we were kids too, it's like I remember growing up, I wanted to be Indiana Jones, you know? Yeah. So it's like we... we I wanted to be an actor. Exactly. And it's, but now Still it's do. like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, you listen, like, you know, as, you know, me and you, we had, you know, we have normal nine to five jobs. It's yeah. like the idea of being able to, you know, record some content, throw it up on YouTube and get a check, which on the surface level, that's what it looks like. Whereas you know how much work goes into those YouTubers when it comes to their editing, their sound, like they editing hire, their sound. They hire editors, they hire managers. Like, it, they're they putting hire, in like real production yeah. time it's, on these it's, videos. It's almost like a mini small company yeah. to, to get yeah. that stuff and to do it well too. Yes, like, like, you, can, you can do it yourself and at a certain point it, it will become super exhausting. But like if you want to stand out and like among the so many people that do these YouTube videos. Mm -hmm. You want it well. You want it to make a video well with like, you know, graphics or like make it pop or something like that. You hire an editor, you hire a manager to, you know, deal with like schedules and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. And it's like, cause that's like I said, on the surface level, it's like, you know, when my niece told me, she was like, yeah, she's like, I want to be a YouTuber. And I was like, all right, cool. And I remember like, well, you know, it's not just, you know, having, you know, don't just be, a, what are you doing? What are you going to bring to the table that hasn't been done a thousand times? Exactly. You know, and you could say that about anything, but I'm like, don't just be a talking head. Like, bring something interesting, bring something new. You know, I'm not saying go spend forty billion dollars on you know YouTube like you have videos like Mr. Beast does or like some of these other like mega uploaders because at that point they're at the point now that no matter what they're uploading, they're making money. Like, yeah, for uh, sure, they they can literally just like do a five minute like you know selfie video and they're gonna make some money on it. Like, it's it. I tell them, what's what are you gonna do differently? Um, you know, and it could be just a minute thing. And sometimes it's like just if you even if you want to take another idea, not that I agree with that, but if you want to take an idea, like all art is imitated or, you know, it's like what yeah. is it? It's like, you know, good artists borrow the great artists steal. You know, it's yeah, like man. it's like but it's like, all right, cool. If they're doing it, what are you going to how are you going to make that better? Your own twist on it. You know, yeah. uh, like in the other sector of like. Because there's millions of copycat YouTubers out there. You know, yeah. there's like, you know, and there's tons of, you know, uh, and also in the podcasting space. I mean, everyone wants to be the next Joe Rogan. You know, everyone wants to be the next This American Life. Like, everybody wants that. I mean, that's the goal. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that goal, but that's the goal. It's like, okay, so what are you going to do that Joe Rogan doesn't do? Or what could you do better than Joe Rogan does? Right. You know, uh, minus your views on that guy. Mine are very all over the place. But, um, <laughs> but, that man does know how to do an interview, and those podcasts are produced so well. Yeah, <laughs> people like, people gravitate, and he 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 put work into that. I, there's oh no, no disputing th there's that. not. You know, like he has you know. like motif of just being like the stoner in the basement. But it's like the amount of work. Like he, what I, I can tell, I think he does like three or four podcasts in a row, mm -hmm. and these podcasts run for. Two to four hours. I mean, and it led him to get one of the biggest deals. You try talking for yeah. fifteen hours straight yeah. and still try to sound interesting, and you know, and also try talking to someone that you don't really agree with. You know, yeah. Um, then you also have, um, yeah, you have like the Twitchers, uh, the Twitcher, you know, tw uh, the Twitch streamers. And my thing with them is, I think they're the modern version of public access TV. Wow, that's an interesting way of looking at. Like, them. if like YouTube is, um, ABC, NBC, like. Basic, like basic television, like if that's the YouTube space in the modern era, uh -huh. and like 
uh, Disney Plus, Netflix, all those are like cable where you have to pay extra to get them. Yeah. Because essentially that's kind of how the business model is. Yeah. Twitch is full-fledged public access because it's literally just anyone is now, it's the, the modern version of public access where it's, because that's what public access was. Like you just, you throw, you record yourself, you submit it and it'll get, it'll get a time slot. Yeah. Because um, it's public access. It's yeah. meant for the public. But that's where I think like where Twitch is kind of where that's where it's at. You know. And it's funny you mentioned that because it started out as a website just for gamers and people oh, yeah. it was watching. Also, it was originally Justin play. TV, I think it was. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And now there's like this whole section dedicated to just chatting. Yes. Where you have uh, people Which just like I hanging out. Is brilliant. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Because um, think, think about it. Switch is like also, they also say, like, you know, it's like you get this here, and I know you've heard this, and everybody's heard this, where it's like, why do you want to watch people play video games when you could just play the game? <laughs> Yes, but we all did this. We all would go over a friend's house and we'd play one game and we'd share the controller. That is the modern equivalent of that, where it's like I'm watching someone playing the game, like as if I was not as a kid sitting on the couch next to my buddy and he's playing yes. GoldenEye or whatever is coming out at that yes. time. That's what Twitch is. Um, and also, it's the whole was the parasocial the parasocial yeah you relationship. you, you like, get you get too- involved with like like viewers tend to get involved like. They're, they're, these are my friends. And you can't help it. Like, it's automatic. Yeah. Like, it happens because you're just like, because it's a one way street. You're always just watching their best self. Right. And of course, you don't know what's happening when the camera is off. And but, it's, but it's hard. It's like every YouTuber I watch or every podcast I listen to, after a while, you tend to feel like you know them. Now, I know that I obviously don't know this person. He's putting on a show. This person, it's a production. Right. But yeah, sometimes people don't know that. But. <laughs> But yeah, that's what I was getting at. I was with like YouTube, um, like YouTube and like Twitch. That's kind of where I th- I see them at now. Is like the paid subscriptions are like, you know, it's the USA's, it's the Comedy Central's. It's yeah. like that. Like these are the, the you have to pay like extra for those. Yeah. But like YouTube, everyone can get to. It's yeah. free for everybody. Yeah. Same with um, Twitch. And Twitch is essentially free. But I mean, now it, this is you know the barrier of entry on both of them is like not like to blow up on Twitch. I. Not saying it's easy. I think people have figured out Twitch a little bit better than they have when it comes to like the the, the infamous, you know, the algorithm. You know, it's yeah. like it's like what are you going to do to crack YouTube? And it's like nobody knows that. That is the most guarded secret. And I, I guarantee you, even if you looked at the code, you would have no one would know how to crack it. Like there, I don't know if you noticed this, but YouTube algorithm lately, it used to have a used to have a flow where like okay, I could see why they would recommend this to me because I watched X, Y, and Z. Nowadays, I feel like they're throwing more random yeah. stuff. Well, it's really in- honestly, it's I think it's like uh, AI that actually is just like dumps it's, random. It's pretty stuff. much just uh, not dumping random things, but they're like it's calculating you. It's calculating you as a person. Yeah, because um, it's not just on what like because listen, it's like it's not just what you're watching on YouTube. It's sites you're going to because you're on Chrome. You know, so it's pooling all this metadata. Yeah. And a lot of people like to think like this is like an, a massive invasive of private invasion of privacy. And it is, but it's not out to like destroy you or to paint you in a corner. It's literally just to sell you a widget. Yeah, the it's comments lit- would do that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's really just to sell you stuff, but it's in I mean you know, too sometimes those comments, uh, Jesus Christ. Uh, so I don't read them. Although some some of the comments are really funny though. Like I when mean, they when they like shit on a on a bad movie trailer or they shit on a bad yeah it so is they, I, I, the internet can be really funny sometimes like really really witty and funny where you're just like oh my god this yeah actually- every, every witty and funny thing they do there's like a million racist yes, bigots yeah, and sexists yeah, like yeah, out there like yeah, just destroy like yeah. saying words and I'm like whoa I don't even want to google what that word is I know I know 
Um, you're right. No, and you're right that with like movie trailers. Uh, because I love when I watch a movie trailer and it looks like shit. Yeah. And then that's when I'm like, let me just scroll down for a minute. And then I just, <laughs> you know what? I'm not the old, like, here's the prime example. And I hope, I have no attachment to this movie series or this type of, this show series at all. Um, and listen, Rob Zombie, uh, amazing musician. You know, I, you know, I, you know, I, I believe, you know, I grew up with that. Are you going to talk about the Halloween, the new Halloween I'm, trailer? No, not the Halloween trailer. The Monsters trailer we're talking about. Oh. We're going to talk about that shit. Okay. Okay. So I, we also have to Listen, talk about Rob Zombie too. got me through like tenth grade. Okay, yeah. like that. Those albums, man, were so goddamn good. You know, I found him because of the Matrix. Like, it, let's be honest. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And House of a Thousand Corpses. Eh. Like, okay. Like, I get it. Like, he's outside the studio system horror movie. All right, cool. Do it. Like, you do you, buddy. Yeah. Um, Devil's Rejects. Okay. Same like, type of thing. Same thing. Know. But hey, I'm not gonna. Hey, listen, man. I paid to see it. Um, and you know, and I'm not gonna stop anyone you from saw making bread. With this, listen. There was a time nah, I, I saw everything. I saw did. everything too, man. Nineties, but nineties were good. Fucking. I think movies. that was 2000s, man. That's Wait. Devil. Uh, Devil's Rejects. And all that. that was the early 2000s. Early. Right. Early. Early two thousands, right. but but we definitely watched movies in the nineties. We're like, there weren't good movies, but hell, we fu- we well, watched yeah, them because why not? Like, yeah. although really hard to find a bad nineties movie. I'm sorry, folks. Oh, dude, nineties ninety movies. Plenty. There's plenty. Yeah, if you're if you're listening and you're are in our your thirties like we are, uh, their nineties movies were the shit. Okay, give me a nineties movie, and I'll say I'm watching. Um, I'm pretty sure. Um, Growing up, someone who grew up in the nineties, uh, sure, but they don't hold a candle to the seventies. Oh, you're going that? Sorry, bro. bro. We, we weren't even born there. Doesn't <laughs> matter. Doesn't matter. Like, if you want to talk about a golden age, that like, is that is college for me when I got into the seventies. No, and that's what it is. Our generation, like, we discovered seventies. I grew up with those oh, movies, but yeah. those were what it was. Oh, but yeah, like with like so trailers, good. like it's very much like okay, I watched the Monsters trailer, and <laughs> okay, like that's what that's. But then I didn't grow up with the monsters. I actually never really, I didn't really watch them, so I can't. So I have no real attachment to it at all. But then I scroll down in the comments section, and absolutely, they just start destroying this movie. But then the Dungeons and Dragons movie trailer came out yesterday. Oh boy! And I was like, okay, the floodgates opened. Well, it's one I'm biased, so I have to be like, listen, man, D&D Wizards Coast has been my life for a very, very long time, so I can't, you know, I can't look at it objectively. However, I remember seeing that, I'm like, okay, I like this trailer, but I don't know if I'm just, just fanboying over it, or I'm just so desperate for, like, a decent fantasy movie, or whatever it is, or just, like, all the, like, little references that they caught that I grabbed, but then I scroll down to the comment section, and, it, like, unanimously, everyone's like, oh, man, this looks actually pretty good, like... Really? <laughs> See, I do think that. I think it's gonna be fine. Um, uh, I don't think it's gonna I, be God's like. I gotta be honest with you. I got flashbacks of the Warcraft movie uh, when I saw the trailer. See, here's the thing with the Warcraft movie, bro. <laughs> Not a good movie. Has some great scenes in it. Sure, sure. Uh, I will watch a shitty movie for like two great scenes. I, I had, I, I'll be honest with you. I saw the Dungeon Dra- the Dungeon and Dragons trailer. Honor Among Thieves. Watch it on YouTube. Hmm. Uh, I thought it was cringe. 
I thought it was cringe. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it. I thought it was cringe. Uh, the one cool part was when the druid went uh, transformed into an owl. See, she's really good. Now that actress, I love that actress. Um, why don't they have a second season of I'm not okay with this? So I really love that show. And producers, if you're listening to that, obviously you're listening to well, our podcast. COVID killed that show. I don't think it was bad. Written. Really? I think, it, I think that it was this. Like, oh, no, I think it was the curse of Netflix. Where like, well, that's what I think it is. Netflix did a big back. batch of stuff, and then COVID hit, and then they just shot down a bunch of them. Uh, I think she's in a, like an amazing actress. And like when I saw that, I was like, oh, cool. That's going to be fun. Now, here's the thing. This is what I'm hoping to get sure. out of the D&D movie. Sure. <laughs> I miss summer popcorn blockbusters that are not superhero movies. Yes. Tell me the last like just <sighs> adventure story adventure? that wasn't a Marvel or a, a superhero movie that came out in the summer. You're like, I'm talking about The Mummy. I'm talking about like like not Tom Cruise mummy. I'm talking Fuck about that mummy. Ben and Fraser mummy, which Love was one of my movie. favorite movies as Love a kid. And I know it's it campy know. and a little racist, no. but it is a <laughs> I had such a good time with that. Um it's like Indiana Jones Light. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Fifth element. I could we could do a whole episode. The, and we're probably going to. We're probably going um to. but my like that's what I mean. Is like that's what I'm hoping to get out of this. Now I know it's campy and I know it's a little like awkward and like Chris Pine and I'm like, okay, you know. You know, Rodriguez in it. I'm like, oh, shit, here we go. You got something against Michelle Rodriguez? Girl Fight was fucking amazing, girl. Okay. She's an amazing actress. <laughs> she picks the worst movies. Um, Fast and Furious series. Like I said, the well, worst movies. We just lost half our audience. <laughs> the same, man. Like, they're not, like, they're okay. Not Even good. my wife, who is hardcore into those movies, uh, she half, rec- the, half the time, she can't tell which scene is in from which movie. <laughs> Because they're yeah. all just one big action scene. Don't get me wrong, like, action scenes are cool, but like, it's about yeah. it. Uh, but like with this, I'm hoping the D and D movie is essentially close to going back to here's the summer blockbusters that like yeah you're not gonna get any depth out of them. You're not gonna get like any two any great um, takeaways from it. They're not gonna touch the Oscars. They're not gonna hit any award seasons. But you know what? They're gonna make a shitload of money, and you're gonna like watching them. And that's what I'm hoping to get out of it. So you know what I think Netflix is trying to do is they're trying to make those movies now. Yes, they are. Like uh, the Gray Man just the Gray came Man out, just came out. Watch. The Jamie Foxx movie that came out last year, Power, something like that. Yeah, that, that was campy. I, I know they're trying. And the, the, um, the recent one with Jamie Foxx with the vampires looks so dumb, but I'm gonna watch it because it looks it looks fun. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's what the movies you're talking about. That's what it's supposed to be. And I think that's honestly close. <laughs> but, you know, granted, listen. I like Chris Pine too, bro. Like, I really do. I think he's a good actor. He's got some movie magic uh, with him. He's hit or miss. He 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 can he can act and he can uh, definitely carry a lot of movies. But not everything he does is gold. No, I don't think that. Yeah. But I, I think he's a decent enough actor with charisma. Oh yeah, no, like can, I'm not hating can, the scenes. Can, I, like yeah. in a movie that he's in, I'm not hating it. Yeah. Like it's yeah, yeah. I don't think he's the rock level of charisma, but he's got no. charisma. Listen, man, the rock is the male version of Beyonce. Okay. Perfect. In Perfect every in every way. Uh, he took over the mantle, I would say, of the Schwarzeneggers and Bruce Willis's of the world, where, like, you put him in any movie. Oh, he prints money. You like, have he to is the high. Like, I think he, like, what was it? He's, his movies are, like, the highest grossing. If yeah. like, you throw him in a movie, it's going to be making stupid money, yeah. even if it's not great. I watched Jungle Cruise, man, because and you know what? You never would have thought it, but you know you I, liked it. You I, liked no, it. actually, I hated it. But uh, <laughs> Emily Blunt and The Rock, like, who would have thought like those would get a, like work on screen? And it does because they're actually like she's also a 
a really good actress, but it's yeah. like, yeah. But yeah, no, no, Jungle Cruise was a very bad movie. Like, like come on, throw me a little. Based credit. on a Disney uh, ride, I think, right? Yeah, so it was Pirates of the Caribbean, and I'm, here, here's a hot take: sad. overrated. <laughs> sorry, uh, I agree with you. Actually. First one was fun. First one was cool. That's see, that's what I'm sorry. The first one, Jerry Bruckheimer film, do it. Yes. That's what but I'm talking about. I think about. he I saw like remote. his eyes lit up it, when he's like, "I can do a franchise and make yeah, seven I of mean, these movies." Absolutely. Why wouldn't you make a franchise out of it? And who knows? Now that Johnny Depp is back in the scene, uh, yeah, maybe we'll, they'll do we'll another see one. If he gets another one. We'll see. But, no. <laughs> but yeah, so a little bit. But uh, but like rolling into the trailer thing. This is okay. So this is what drives me nuts with trailers. Okay, we're gonna, we're, gonna, we're gonna go deep here. It's a big moment here. Okay. Um, I have I I probably have very similar feelings to you about trailers. I hate modern trailers. Yeah. Like. And here's like so one. Well, here, hang on. Let me finish the sentence real okay. quick. What drives me nuts is they do a little pre-trailer before the goddamn trailer. The teaser trailer. Come on, Dan. That we got to see the thirty-second teaser trailer before the trailer comes kills out me. Tomorrow. And I know why they do that because most people are just scrolling on their phones, muted, and they watch the first thirty seconds, the five seconds, and they go to the next thing. I know why, but it drives me nuts. I hate it. So you either get, get hyped, a movie Dan, trailer that's showing you the entire movie in that trailer. I know why they do this because it's so expensive to make a movie. They have to guarantee the return. Da, 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 da. But that drives me nuts that they show, or they overcorrect and they show you nothing that would make you want to see this movie. Yeah. And there's a two part to this. I'll get to that. So now, teasers, the teaser, I think, is starting to become what movie trailers were because the prime example uh. is Prey, the movie, the new Predator movie that's coming out. Yeah, that looks so good. The teaser trailer to that was, in my mind, one of the best ever made. Yeah. Because you just, essentially, I'm going to describe a, a trailer video uh, on audio. Bear with me, guys. Uh, <laughs> well, look it watch. up on YouTube, guys. <laughs> but essentially, it's you, you have this um, indigenous person running through the woods. So you're like, all right, you know, it looks like this is going to be a hunter-gatherer story, you know, like a Dances with Wolves or, you know, a Pathfinder movie or something. And then she's running through the field and then her friend stops her. And then there's the bow. And he's holding like, all right, what's coming after? A bear? An elk? A moose? What is it? And then you see the three lines from Predator. The iconic and lines. And it's like, then you're like, oh, shit. And that is where it makes a really good movie trailer. Is when you watch it and you're like, get the fuck out of here. Are they really doing that? Okay, cool. Now we're talking. Here mm-hmm. we go. Um, they don't do that in movies anymore. Yeah. And I wish they would still do that. Yeah. I, I think what happens is promos and marketing, essentially, they have to give like close to almost five trailers before the movie ever comes out. Yes. So so you have essentially a teaser trailer that like you say works like old school trailers where like they give you these quick shots and these like, you know, the iconic shots of the movies, but they don't give you the story yet. They don't give you the mm-hmm. the full thing yet. But then now modern, modern trailers like the second trailer comes out and it gives you a little bit more. And then it, you kind of get a little more scope of the mm-hmm. movie and you're like, "Oh, okay." And like with more actors and more whatever. And then the third trailer comes out. It's like almost three minutes long mm-hmm. now. And and now you're seeing scenes that might happen at the end of the movie, mm-hmm. might happen, you know, in the cliffhanger moment. Or, or not at all. They or not at all because mm-hmm. they do cut scenes out. Mm-hmm. A good example, I think, to illustrate how modern trailers essentially give almost too much away is that new Jordan Peele movie, Nope. Have you seen See that? Fuck them. Because... The newest trailer shows what they're running away from. And that annoyed me so much. Because I'm now I'm like hit or miss with his movies. Like Get Out, yes, amazing. That like changed horror movies. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. Like that that he finally pushed 
like thrillers and horror movies, uh, an upper level, which awesome, great. But then this trailer, it's like everyone's here. It's like, like yeah, I want to see what's in, what the hell, what is this? Like, and then the like the newest trailer kind of shows. Now, granted, this may not age very well for us. But maybe there's something else to that scene. And honestly, knowing Jordan Peele, there probably is. There could be a twist. Yeah. Um, like some trailers actually do do that where like you expect because it, the trailer showed you this, that this is how it's going to go down. But then when you watch the movie. 10 Cloverfield Lane is a prime example. Yes. That. Like that movie you thought at first was just like these two people just locked in a, like a like with the crazy guy. It's like, no, there's like a fucking alien invasion. Yeah. Like this yeah. is a whole big thing. Yeah. I love going into a movie, uh, watching a movie from a trailer, you know, all right, I'll, I'll go see this movie. You know, you know, the trailer is like, eh. Um, I watch all the trailers, but then when the movie is not the trailer, yes, I love that. Yeah. Even if I hated the Pleasantly movie. Pleasantly surprised. Even if I hated the movie, I love that. Pleasantly surprised, yeah, yeah. because what you essentially did is you crafted a, a narrative of what the story might be, but you still needed to watch the whole movie to understand it. Right. You know? And I think trailers now is like, well, this is what's going to happen. And I guess the one surprise will be like how someone would die or not, but not the actual big twist of the story or something like that. You know, because I think, for example, in the trailer for Nope, I, I would have been fine if they never showed that ship or UFO. Yeah, I didn't need to know what was going on. Like, the fact just, that just like because the earlier trailer just had people looking up at the sky. Yeah, and you're like, yeah. Okay. And then like people like floating like being dragged yep. up like mm -hmm. that shit's awesome like what the hell's going on is this like yeah you can infer obviously that it's an alien but you don't see it visually like another example the brian cranston godzilla movie watch yeah. watch the teaser trailer so, for that yes movie. That, that was also on my list i loved the initial trailer because the so whole trailer good, is them so they, they they it's a it's a unit of soldiers they're just they're falling they're so jumping good. from the plane and then there's the, the red the clouds the and red you're clouds. like what the hell is this oh and then you God. hear it and that's what i'm talking about where like Listeners, now granted uh, now not every movie could do that because they are relying on past experiences from the viewers correct like correct. The, the noise of the predator gun yeah like the the godzilla noise and i am the biggest godzilla nerd on earth so i'm just like yeah well, let's do this shit but it's King like, of the Monsters, I loved. I'm sorry, guys. Popcorn flick movie, amazing stuff. Yes. Like, uh, King Kong wasn't that great, but King of the Monsters? Actually. You liked it. No, no. King Kong, I didn't like. Skull Island, I really liked. Okay. I like Skull Island, That too. movie did not, had it was better than any right, it had any right to be. Essentially, it was like, I remember watching it, I'm like, I'm, wait. Because I remember I did like, when COVID, first, when the lockdown first happened, what did we all do? We all played Omega catch up on everything, right? Yeah, yeah. Like my Netflix queue was empty. I didn't know it could be empty, right? <laughs> and I remember watching. Yeah, I remember I have like my old job. I had my screen up. I'm working remotely, and of course you have everyone had Netflix on the other screen, right? And I'm watching working Skull home, Island, right? and I'm like halfway through, and I'm like, wait a minute, I, th I think I dig in this. Really? <laughs> like it's it's actually a really enjoyable movie. Soundtrack's great. Soundtrack's you know? great. The 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 monsters, those like, uh, what do you call them? Oh, yeah, the, what is it called? With the big mouth. Yeah, the monsters, yeah. yeah. Those were awesome, and obviously you had Kong, but... Um, but yeah, it's like the, those type of, yeah, so it's it's very much like so, yeah, I can't so stand like, with a trailer. Like, exactly. And there was a time, like, you know, when they redid, um, what was it, the Terminator movie? New Genesis, I think it was. Uh, the one with, uh, what's her name? Um, Mother of Dragons. Yes, her. Amelia Clark. Yes, um, when she's in it, and I was like, "All right, cool." 
Yeah, so they, there's that prime example of a trailer that just ruins the whole movie because the first trailer of that, everyone's like, oh, shit, they're just doing a shitty, another another Terminator movie. Oh, they're what are they, rebooting it? And then it's like, no, it's just Arnie fucking old. They destroy it, and it's her, and she's like, get in, soldier. And you're like, okay, now we got this. Yeah. Cool, people were into it. Yeah. But then the final trailer yeah. showed the twist mm-hmm. of John Connor being evil. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no one wants to see the movie now. You know? Trash. Which gets into, this is one of the worst things on YouTube, but I also think it is a service that needs to that needs to ha- happen. We're like we need this. It's it's the hero we don't deserve. <laughs> okay, it's like literally, it's like it's you know, it's the Dark Knight shit. It's like literally, yeah. we do not deserve this, but we have it, and we shouldn't need it. Is the whole story? Is there YouTube channels that recap entire movies? Yep. You know, story re. I think there's a bunch of them, and like a- they have like a very low following because everyone knows they're gonna get shut down. Like they're gonna get so yeah. so many copyrights, and. They are the worst about cinema because no one's doing the work anymore to watch movies. And I'm nervous that people are going to just use that to just watch movies. However, that makes me... There are movies... I'm like, I don't ever want to watch that movie, but I goddamn, I want to know how it ends. Yes. And that is what that five-minute video is for. There's plenty of like shitty B-movies that I'm like, I am not going to waste. I do not have the time to waste on these crappy B-movies that I'm like, the premise is really stupid. I kind of just want to know where it goes. Yes. All right. I got 10 minutes before the meeting. Let me just watch this video real yeah. quick and story recaps. Yeah. And they do like a really good job of recapping the movies. I hate that we need that in like the internet society that we have. But, but I also love believe it or there. not, you just you just said there's a market for it because there's going to be people that like, us. I'm not going to go to the movie theaters to watch it. I'm not going to spend two hours to watch it on a streaming service. Mm-hmm. Give me a quick 15 minute because they're usually like 15 yeah, minutes. Yeah, they like 15 minutes because they do like a full. And my favorite is they never do the big blockbusters. They do movies you would never watch. Yes. And they know that. And, like <laughs> and also, I don't know. They're, they're coming into my algorithm lately and I'm yeah. catching myself watching like exactly what you said. Yeah. Either it's by the thumbnail that I get curious or whatever. But I'm well, like, it's because they can't like say what the movie exactly. is. Exactly. So they do like a weird Frankenstein monster description of it. And yeah. It's, With the robot voice. <laughs> yes, because it can't be scanned. <laughs> but yes, I I too am privy to those, and there's gonna be a market for it uh, until like they get shut down or whatever. There's, and then they come up with a new name and a new system, and they're gonna recap another movie. Um, yeah, like there's one where all right, I hate that. Okay, well I can ask this because they have 1.6 million subscribers. They have there's movie recaps, which is like one of the bigger ones, right? Yeah, they do daily uploads. All right. But it's like if you look at the titles, they're kind of deceiving because you're not exactly sure what you're looking at, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, here's the title to. And they give like these descriptions. Girl must wear yeah, 25 pounds uh, iron shoes to avoid floating away. You're like, what the hell is that? <laughs> you know, and then they use really clever um, thumbnails to, you know, I mean, it's all about the thumbnails. So. You, ever, you ever play that game where, like, uh, I think there's a website that posts really bad movie descriptions and you have to guess with your buddies? Um, what the movie is? Oh no, I never. I don't know that one. Oh, dude, I my buddy Tom knows the website because we used to play the game where like he would give me a really really bad movie description of oh, it. Oh boy! <laughs> and then I have to guess the movie. I think one of them was like Toolman, Toolman with daddy issues, and it's Thor. You know, because he has that. Yeah, <laughs> Toolman. Okay, I gotcha. Something like something like like that. I don't know if that's the exact description, but it was it's something silly like that. Uh, that which is a really fun way. Just but like it's like these, yeah, these like movie recap like things. Like 
I kind of, as a fan of cinema, you cause, hate it, but yeah, because it's like I feel like I'm cheating. Yes, you know, it's you like because like a part of it, it's like, you know, it's the equivalent of, and I under like this is the movie equivalent of the cliff notes of books. Oh my god, do you remember those? Oh my god, but that's what it is. They still exist. Though, I'm right? sure they do. There's no way they don't. Or maybe it's just a website now. Um, <laughs> it's probably just a website. But like, it's that's what it is. Or it's like the Reader's Digest version. That's actually, I think, a better way of putting it. Like, it's the Reader's Digest version yeah. of movies. You, is these movie recap sites, that, and they're not the only. Like, mind you, Movie Recaps has almost two million followers. Yeah, that's nuts. And they're pro, like essentially all it's doing is taking, just doing short, short clips, ten minute clips of recapping other people's work. And now, mind you, and this is kind of why I think I give them a little bit more leniency, is they're not bashing or making fun of or praising the movies they're it's recapping. A straight, it's a straight It thing. is the most neutral, because it's even a robot voice that does yeah, it. Yeah. So it's like, at least it's like, okay, they're just going to just blatantly tell you, this is what it is, make, make with it what you so, want. You know? So let me ask you a question now. Has there ever been a movie that you saw via movie recaps that you're like, I kind of want to see the movie now, and you did watch it no. fully. No, there hasn't been one. No. So there's only been one for me. Okay. And it was a foreign movie. Okay. It was a foreign movie about vampires, and it's, it takes place on a plane. Um, it's a, I think it's a Swedish or Danish. It's a, it's a it's a movie where like the mother is a vampire. Blood Red Sky. Yes, it takes place on an airplane. It's a YouTube uh, probably. Uh, is it on Netflix? Maybe. Looks like yeah. Yeah, it looks like Inverse Road, Blood Red Sky, Netflix's vampire thriller is Stakes on a Plane. It is. British, it is. German actor, uh, horror film by Peter Worth. German. Oh, God. Boy, was it's I It's a off. Netflix, yeah, it's a Netflix spot. Yeah. I saw the movie recaps of that, mm -hmm. and I thought it was such an interesting movie that I watched it. Really? That was the only one, though. Everyone else, I'm like, eh. Well, the thing is, is like, the re like, also, I think my, like, maybe it's my rule, but I think I'm taking, like, recaps with i'm not gonna watch a recap of something i know i'm already, i'm gonna want to watch i'm only watching that's, recaps uh, of fair, like yeah. like just weird like like here's a prime example remember uh the con uh, farrell movie uh phone booth yeah i saw that in the theater mm -hmm. now with that i'm pretty sure i would have just made that a movie recap remember not hating the movie but i remember kind of just like really i went to the theater to see this True. Like I was like, all right, this is not not really. It's a good. It's a good solid movie, yeah. but not something that a movie theater in the modern time that would have definitely been a in Quibi. <laughs> Does anyone remember Quibi? <laughs> Boy, that that didn't last very long. <laughs> or it would have been. Where would you put that movie, Phone Booth? I would put that as like a Netflix movie. Netflix movie? It's like a modern Netflix okay. movie because that's what, honestly, Netflix is producing now. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like all these like studios, you know, they're following the, you know, the uh, the Blumhouse there. Get a cheap script, make a movie, never go over budget. And then, hey, if it hits, it hits. If not, well, we spent it on a shoestring budget. And I have, all right, full confession, I love Blumhouse films. Yeah, I know. I do. know a lot of like the studios hate it. I know a lot of actors don't like it. But listen, without Blumhouse, you're not getting the resurgence of M. I. Shyamalan. You're not getting Whiplash. You know, you're not getting these type. You know, Ex Machina. You're not getting these types of movies. Yeah, you get some of these really weird shitty movies too. You know, you gotta you gotta have well, the small cheap ones. It, some yeah, I mean, like listen, it's like it's a business, right? So it's like Blumhouse. I think he bought. Now I'm probably wrong on the numbers, but I'm not too far off. He bought the Paranormal Activity script for like. 
15 grand. 15 grand. He's made like eight of those damn movies. <laughs> and they made like and it's like one of the most highest grossing movies of all time. No, like it's so, you know. It kind of revived the found footage horror movie thing yeah. because like when Blair Witch came out, Everyone thought that was the craziest. Oh my god! But then everyone was doing found footage horror movies that yes. it kind of lost its way, and well, then Paranormal Activity kind of revved it up again. Yeah, everything goes in trends, as you know. It's or you just, get you know like they die out and then they come back again. You know, or you get um, movies out of like Blumhouse, which I read now. I think this movie is super underrated. Is Happy Death Day? Oh, the one that's like it's Groundhog Day. Day, the horror movie. Yeah. Now, what I love is I, I love she, this, the, the first girl, one. Um, sorry, the woman that carries she carries that whole movie. Yeah, she's great, and it's a shame she's not in more things because she needs to be more stuff. But then the I sequel know. is brilliant. Did you, ever, did you ever watch the sequel of Happy Death Day? So the Happy Death Day sequel. I'm trying to remember if I did watch is, it. It's literally Back <sighs> to the Future, the horror movie. They essentially she goes back in time. Oh my god! Oh, it's awesome! Like, it's, uh, it's so good that they do this, and it's actually really well written, really well acted. Like, literally, so she like you know she breaks the curse in the first movie, yeah, right? Big yeah, spoiler, right, right? And then the second movie, she wakes up; it's the same day again, and she's like aware. She's like, "What the fuck?" And then she finds the reason why she was repeating the same day. So her roommate, the killer, is in the first one and the second one. It's in both. Oh shit! So the first one is about her. It's pretty much Groundhog's Day. Yeah, the, uh, yeah. I saw the first one. I'm trying right. to remember if I saw the second. The one. second one, if you haven't watched it again, because essentially she wakes up again and it's the same exact day from the first movie. Right. And she's like, "Oh fuck, are you I kidding me?" Might but then she she, fi- she finds out how why it's happening. Okay. And essentially, it's something going on in the physics department. And uh, I do remember. The time I travel. have watched the second one. Yes. And remember, the yes. whole movie is her trying to get back home. Yes. It's literally back to the future. And she, she's actually like drawing the plans with uh, yes. those, those other guys too. I, I I definitely watched the second one, and it's really yes. cute because she comes when she does come back, she just like hugs her boyfriend. And yeah, like, yeah. And like there were talks of making a third one, and then it just kind of fizzled away. But yeah, that that so that's like I, I remember really that was actually so funny. Like she was writing on the whiteboard of like the formula and stuff. Yeah, like that. and it's too funny. It's but it's uh yeah Jessica Roth I think is her name mm-hmm. is. She she yeah, it's hardly been in anything. She hasn't really been in much, and it's a shame because she's definitely um, an amazing actor. You know, an amazing actor, and oh. she uh, needs to be more stuff. Um, oh, the, Blumhouse did the movie I kind of want to see, and you know, so for the audience, I'm not the biggest horror movie guy. I there's only like a, a couple I like, but there's a reason um, why I I I will fully admit I'm a bit of a scaredy cat. Uh, jump scares get me. Uh, and I remember I also, at work. I also secretly like the Purge movies. So. Oh, my God. I, like, listen, people, they all have, like, that one section of movies that they're, like, you know. True. It's like, True. It's like the, you know, and it's, listen, I have a thing for Blumhouse movies because they do these, like, I need new shit. <laughs> all right like just to be just to be blunt i need new stuff i'm so tell us how you really feel. i have watched too much goddamn s- superhero movies oh, no. I'm, I'm done I'm, I'm fatigued i'm fatigued like, as it's, well i was fatigued after like iron man 3 man like it's like i watch them and i'm like great okay they're the most flat directed movies the writing is the same it's yeah you go to see the quip funny stuff and the cool action scenes which they are there's are some really good stuff in it but it's so yes because like but at least I, like blum like yeah some of these movies like suck like almost all of them suck I'll, I'll give it like some of these are not great, yep. but at least it's something else. Like, you know, it's like the one, the one movie I do want to watch. I mean, you don't get split. Split was an amazing split Blumhouse was movie. Great. Now. Okay. So split. Let's, let's do a five second thing on split real quick. Let's do it. 
my brothers. You have to preface with, like, when you do that sigh, it's okay. because you're, you know. Because I'm about, okay, so with my brothers, <laughs> I love them dearly. They may be listening in right now. <laughs> I love them dearly. However, they think I have the worst taste in movies, Ooh. but they have the worst taste in movies. <laughs> they think, I mean, now I know I genuinely like some weird movies, uh, and I know they're weird. Like I really dig stuff like Midsummer. Like I think that movie is amazing. Uh, I know out to Florence Puig. Yeah. Holy mackerel! And I know it's like a weird, like not really like a movie everyone Actually, watches. The movie, the movie. Uh, speaking of Midsummer and Florence Puig, uh, well, actually, more about Florence Puig. Uh, She's in that. Have you seen the trailer for Don't Worry, yes, Darling? I'm really into that. I'm getting that kind of vibe. I really with a weird, watch like that. midsummer type yeah. crazy batshit crazy stuff. That movie might be a recap movie if the people in that movie weren't in it. Like you if think, Florence think, and her uh, so, Styles wasn't in it, I probably would skip so, the movie. So you think movie recaps selectively choose B? No, they no, they actively do pick the B movies. Okay. Uh, but okay. I'm saying like I think that would have been a B movie, uh, a movie I would have just like you know what I'm gonna recap that. But the, because of the actors that are in it, I'm mm-hmm. like, I want to see them do stuff. Like, yeah. I want to see them act. Yeah. So I want to see where this goes. Yeah. Because if they're in this movie, that means that movie goes places. Yeah. Yeah. Florence doesn't pick shitty movies. Nope. Like, she doesn't pick, like, weird, stupid, crappy stuff. She picks really good. And, like, even, like, the campy superhero stuff that she does, she does super well. Yeah. You know, it's like she, she was the picks, best part of Black Widow. Yeah, she, she picks interesting characters. Yeah. But, like, so back to my brothers. They. Okay. We were at a party once, and uh, Dune had just come out. Now, I love the book. We're talking I, about the modern Dune, yes. Modern Dune. <laughs> not giving the David Lynch Dune. I'm talking about the modern Dune. Um, Winner of Six Ox? Yes. Oscar? I think that movie is phenomenal. That yeah, There are some parts that drag, and yes, and I think those parts that quote-unquote drag go away as soon as you see the second movie. Uh, because it's just one giant movie. There are parts in Lord of the Rings that drag, but you don't care because there's other movies. I remember I was like, oh, did you guys see this movie? And my one of my brothers, uh, both of them, oh, no, I fell asleep during it. And I'm like, oh. But then they imme- their rebuttal immediately is, but did you see that movie Greenland? And I'm like, the Gerard Butler movie? Oh, my And now yeah. I think Gerard Butler is the fucking man, but... That man, that man's got a. He needs to pick better movies. He, um, he, yeah. And <laughs> my thing is, I'm like, so this is the caliber of like, I'm dealing with here. But what I'm getting at is, they were blowing up my phone when Split was coming out. Mm-hmm. Both of them, like, I remember getting calls from them. They're like, Yo, bro, you gotta see this movie. <laughs> this is the most amazing movie ever. I'm like, All right, like, I'll get to it. So I'm watching it with Sam. All right. For people who don't know, Sam is my wife. All right. Uh, so I'm watching it with her. I'm loving the movie. Like I'm like, oh, this movie's like really good. I really. But like I it. remember in the back of my head, I'm like, this is a good movie. But there's r- so when my brothers call me about a movie, it's like, okay, give you a general idea. I called my brother when Northman came out, and I watched that, and I called him immediately, I'm like, bro, you gotta watch this fucking movie. Northman. This is gonna blow your goddamn mind. They need to make more. And his rebuttal, he called me like two days later. He was like, you were right. That was the greatest fucking movie I ever saw. So they're blowing me up with this, and I'm like, I'm watching. I'm like, this is a really good movie, but I'm like, also, this is not their kind of movie. Like, I like this movie, but this is not their their wheelhouse. Like, they like Greenland. Okay, to give you a general idea. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, they like the stupid, big, flaw, you know, summer disaster movie. I'm like, fine, whatever. But then at the end, when the music starts playing. Dun, 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 yep. And then, and then I'm like, I know that music. Wait, where's that music from? Wait, is that movie from? Is that on Bruce? Is that Bruce, Bruce Willis? Willie in the house. My mind fucking blew. <laughs> now, here's the best part. So a little backstory. 
when Unbreakable came out, my brothers and I, we went to go see it. We were They were big M. Night Shyamalan fans because Sixth Sense, Six Sense had just come out, right? Yeah. And we watched that together on Christmas Day. My brother got a DVD player for Christmas. Like, he bought himself a DVD player. This was like when they first came out. And I remember we watched two movies that day on Christmas Day. It was End of Days and The Sixth Sense. <laughs> Are you talking about End of Days with Arnold Schwarzenegger? Listen, not that bad of a movie. Le- leave my boy Arnie alone. <laughs> I, you, I, love, I love Arnold, but so I'm just saying. I've seen Adam Days, and I will leave it at that. Yes. <laughs> Listen, you know what you get with that movie. So we're watching that, and then we watched The Sixth Sense. And uh, and the, like this is before the internet, so we didn't like we didn't know the ending. And I was like, holy shit. All right. So we, we watched that. So now this is already like a thing me and my brothers have, right? We don't have much that like like connect us together. We're, you know, we're vastly independent people the age gap there's 16 years between me and my oldest brother like there's some there's some jumps here so there's very few things that tie us all together star wars is the other one the lord of the rings is the other and this is now it right so now it makes sense why my brothers are like bro you got to see this fucking movie yeah and i'm like and they were cool they didn't spoil it and i'm like oh this is what they were fucking talking about oh shit this is a sequel that's why we're good but now here's the funniest part i'm watching this with sam she sees me start wigging the fuck out. I'm like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. This was an M. Night Shyamalan movie. It all makes sense now. Holy shit. Oh my God, that was amazing. And she's like, what? <laughs> she had never seen Unbreakable. Oh my God. So that whole scene is completely blew, over her head. Like, she saw Bruce Willis in a diner. And she's and like, she's like what? why is everyone... And I was like, oh no. And then like, all right, you've never... And then I forget, this woman has not seen... A lot. She's seen movies. Everyone's seen movies, but she hasn't seen a big chunk of cinema. And I was like, all right, I got to show you Unbreakable. Because I I genuinely think it's one of M. Night Shyamalan's best movies. I'd argue it's his best. Um, it's right up. It's either that one. Um, I think it's better than Sixth Sense in my yes, opinion. Yes, I think it is better than Sixth Sense. Uh, um, what else? The first hour of Signs is really good. Yeah. Um, and then stuff happens in Signs. And yeah, it like, gets a little. Uh, but what else? What would you say is his best? Uh, I'm gonna say I honestly I see the thing is with like I think Split is a better movie than Unbreakable. Um, but I think it's because I mean James. Um, I, I think I was about to say I think it's James McAvoy uh, is acting in that is on a level that because the amount of characters he has to play. Also, I don't want to go falsely because there's some like M Night Shyamalan like yes he has like his twist thing that he got really kind of pigeonholed in. Um, like I mean he's done some really rough movies. Um, I saw I saw his most recent one, Old. Um, oh, there it is. I did a recap of Old, movie recaps of Old, um, and I was very happy I did recaps of Old <laughs> because I'm so glad I didn't waste two hours on that. Hey, um, you want to know who wasted two hours on Old? You did. <laughs> you did. And who wants their two hours back? <laughs> Never going to happen. This guy. <laughs> um, honestly, I, yeah, I'm going to say I enjoyed Split. That was his best. Better because I think the actors really make me want to watch a movie. And so with Split, you have McAvoy. Anya Taylor. Yes, you do. You have her before she started to really blow up. And like anyone who had seen Split and saw her in that and then saw before that, saw The Witch. Because that was, I think, her like first big role. The Witch, yes, I want to see. So it's like I saw The Witch. And I fell in love with that. I, that's also by far one of my favorite horror movies of all time, and it's up there with like my top. I'm gonna say The Witch is on my top twenty, maybe, of all time. and maybe even my top ten. 
but I think too. But then, like, you see that, and then a year later, you watch Split, and her, and if you watch that movie, you're like, okay, James McAvoy, you know, he's 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 the actor, man. Like he he's he can do like if he can do. Um, but then you watch her, and you're like, those two together is amazing. And then you just watch, and you're like, this 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 woman, she's gonna she's gonna be like. Superstar, super like literally. It's not to be like st- like you know stereotypical, but like no, she's gonna. I remember she was in like uh, I think she was in a couple some a uh, couple little things. She was in Thoroughbred, Thoroughbreds and Marabon. I saw Thoroughbreds. Yeah, she was in that. And then like then of course then they do Glass. But then she you know don't forget you know she plays you know um, I saw Irene Curring in Radioactive. And then you also and then okay I saw Emma or whatever. I was gonna say Emma is my favorite of those stories that she wrote. Um, did so, you watch the movie? Yes, I did, and I thought she was actually really good in it. I think it was a really good. The only thing is, they make the um, <laughs> which guy? Uh, they make Emma's uh, pretty much uh, husband at the end of the movie. I oh. forget his name. Yeah, they uh, young him out a little bit in the book. <laughs> he's like fucking forty five, <laughs> and she's like seventeen. Like, but it was the era. Uh, but it's like then you see that, and then you have you know, it's like then of course you know you got Queen's Gambit, and then you got like uh, last night Soho, she was so good. Then Queen's you get Gambit. Northman, and then now she's gonna be in Furiosa. It's like, you know, I mean, it's, she's, I think she's even doing the voice of Princess Peach. Like it's like it's it's nuts. So yeah, for that uh, so Mario movie that's coming out. Yeah, so I think with like Split, I think that would be M.I. Shyamalan's like best movie okay. because I think his casting. Was perfect. Yeah, but yeah. So here I am, like winging out at the ending, and I'm like, oh, now I totally get why my brothers did this. We had this big moment, and then there's my wife. It was a connection. My wife was like, I really, and she really liked Split, and she's like, okay, but she didn't have the unbreakable thing. Yeah, but that's also kudos. She liked the, she really liked the movie, even not knowing, like under, like even caring about the twist didn't matter. Yeah. And that's why I think it's like a better movie because even if you've never seen Unbreakable, that movie still carries it by itself. Yes. It helps, <laughs> but... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I just loved Unbreakable's kind of subtlety. Right. Um, no, and that's, that's I think, where he was coming into his own. Yes, um, I really thought that he was... Because he had, there. after The Sixth Sense, you could tell he had, like, the clout to go, all right, we're going to take it a little slower now. You know, there's a twist, but it's not carrying the whole movie. Like, the twist doesn't break the movie. Because, like, the Sixth Sense twist is amazing for the time. You know, it's now been... Unfortunately, it's one of these, like, movies that has just been destroyed by pop culture. Yeah. But it's like, you know, it's... the, the But there's going to be a whole generation that skipped that movie, so they're not going to know. Yeah. Like, there's a whole generation that doesn't know what Rosebud is. You know? Yeah. It's like... So that's the cool thing, is, like... Like my kid, I get the he gets to probably watch Star Wars not knowing about Luke and Darth Vader's. You know, what I, mean? I, I and and you can I love it when you're witnessing someone that's watching something for the first time. Awesome. The best part is I remember watching Sam had never seen the Shawshank Redemption. Everyone's seen the Shawshank Redemption, right? So I got to see someone's reaction to the the tunnel. Yeah, because in a way you kind of. Take in that first moment because you get the watch again. Because like you, you know, know you know what's coming, yes. but they don't know what's and coming. And that was so like, cool because like she's like, oh no, I hope he didn't hurt himself in the cell. And I'm like, oh <laughs> shit, here we go. <laughs> and then when she ripped the poster off, she's like, get the fuck out of here. Okay, this is that that that's you know, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So like that was where the connection with like that when they were blowing me up with that, and then. Mm. You know, it's like, because uh, like the last time I had done that, it was like, I remember just, yeah, my brother's blowing me up and I'm like, what the fuck? And then I remember I did the same thing with like Northman with my brothers. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I called them up. I remember I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> like my oldest brother, I was like, yo, man, and now 
full disclosure, I'm a bit of an armchair historian. Uh, <laughs> a little bit. Um, so it's like I am the worst person to watch historical. You threw out Marcus based. Aurelius uh, reference. Yeah, I know. Tonight, so. I'm sorry. I, didn't mean, I don't mean the flex. Um, Get used to it, folks. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, yes. Um, yeah. So it's so I'm like the worst person to watch like historical movies with in any form. If you bring us like a fucking like any type of epic historical movie, just just watch it by yourself because I'm just gonna I'm either like raging in anger or I'm like this movie is so accurate it's the and you're like falling asleep. Yeah. So you must be really excited for Oppenheimer. I'm very excited. Did about you see Oppenheimer. the cast on that? Holy, yes. my boy Matt Damon, man. Ooh. Everyone don't like that guy, but that guy's the shit. I'm Holy sorry. Holy crap, the cast on that. Yep, it's Killian Murphy, Florence. Puig. Well, I knew Killian Murphy's gonna be because it's an Nolan movie, and he's in every one of his movies. Let's let's, let's be honest, uh, which is fine because he's an amazing actor. Like I mean, this, he like, kills it in Peaky Blinders. If you guys ever get a chance to see it, you should. I mean, yeah, because it's like, all right, so you have a Chillian Murphy, then you have Emily. Uh, Emily Blunt, Matt Damon, Robert Downey Jr., our girl for Florence. You have Rami Malek. Um, and what a cast. You got a lot going on here. What Christopher Nolan wants, Christopher Nolan gets. Essentially. Um, what an insane cast for that. Yeah, and it's like Oppenheimer is a really, I'm like happy. Like, this is kind of, I'm really happy, one, that he's doing um, more historical quote unquote biographies of historical events because you know um dunkirk's amazing i only have one gripe about it but uh, the gripe is minuscule um the gripe is that there's not enough soldiers on the beach that's about it everything yeah. else is is amazing um i think although it was like like i think too much is made of the time i think uh i like because it's it's true your, your concept of time during war is it's fucked all over the it's place. All over so the it place. would make sense that in the movie, and I like how that's where like Nolan's like just keeps messing with time in like the past three big movies he's released. Yeah, Interstellar, and then you have Tenet. you know Dunkirk, and then Tenant, which is Tenet. literally We've, going backwards. Yeah, uh, Casey Affleck is also in um, Up and <gasps> Uh Like gasp. Yeah, I know people don't like him, but he's a good actor. Um, he is. You know, listen, Manchester by the Sea. Yeah. Oh my God. I mean, just he hits women, and that's. That's, kind that's of not good, man. Yeah, not good. But, I mean, you don't have to be a human. To, you know, it's yeah. kind of a basic trip. But what I like is that he keeps messing, like, um, no one keeps messing with time in his movies. And I think uh, with Tenet is very much a, I watched it the first time, and I was like, okay, it was okay. Then I watched it again. The with subtleties Sam. in the scenes, yeah. Uh, me and Sam had some serious disagreements about it. Like, yeah. I was a little upset. By her viewpoints, <laughs> um, a little bit, and um, I'm allowed. She's, she, I, I'm aware she is allowed to have her opinions, but I just did not agree with those opinions. <laughs> and then I remember, and then I watched it a third time, and I, I truly think it's a masterpiece. Yes, I think you appreciate uh, certain it, scenes more when yeah. you watch them a certain time. And I'm also not a big fan of that you need to watch a movie multiple times to get it. I I hate that. I, I think that's not fair to the viewer because like I know if Sam rewatched that movie two or three times, she would get more out of it. Mm -hmm. But I don't like that she needs to do that. Mm -hmm. Like I I don't think that should be a requirement. I think that should be a bonus. Okay. You know, if I rewatch a movie and I catch a lot of subtle stuff, that's just cool stuff for me. But to truly appreciate a movie, I don't think you should need to watch it three times. I, I think, yeah, I, I think because no one's right. the time. Yeah, you're right. I, I, no one does have that time, totally. But also, I think there are certain movies that when you're watching it in the moment, you don't catch a, 
certain things. Oh, there's tons of stuff. Intentionally. Oh, yeah. Intentionally. Yeah, that's... Intentionally, you know. which Nolan tends to do. But I mean, even think about, like, and it's not just the first three movies he messed with time. I mean, Memento. The whole movie's opposite. It's flipped. You know? So I really, like... I'm curious to see what he's going to do at Oppenheimer. <laughs> it's like... Um, it's a really sad story with that guy, too. Like, it's not... Yeah. Yeah, it's, you know... Yeah, it's not great. He truly regretted making that bomb, but... Uh, for obvious reasons. But... Yeah, I'm glad to see Robert Downey Jr. is in it too. I uh, haven't mm-hmm. seen him in, since he uh, got out of the Iron Iron Man suit because I thought he, I, I think Robert Downey Jr. is a pretty good actor. I really he is, do. and I think that's why people put up with like the the shenanigans with him mm-hmm. uh, because he was still a very good actor. You know, yeah. he's still a very good actor. He can still carry um, some stuff. But it's just funny because it's like if you think back at like Robert Downey Jr.'s career. There are movies that he can never do now. He literally does blackface for a whole movie. <laughs> I had a conversation with someone about like Tropic Thunder. We love Tropic Thunder. Like, yeah, everyone. I, I, I think, think like collectively, I think, universally, the, I think the world think we're all like Tropic this Thunder is, is an amazing, hilarious, movie. and it's a great movie. Mm-hmm. Try making that movie you now in can. today's. I think even Robert Downey Jr. has said, "You don't make that movie today. Yeah. You can't make that movie this today." I think that movie was pushing it then too. Oh, was it? Um, <laughs> but. At the time, people bought it, and it was like, yeah, you know, and even like... Because uh, they knew, it. all right, this is full satire. This is just actors making fun of actors, but still. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. blackface ain't okay. Like, it's... <laughs> yeah, and and I remember, I uh, distinctly remember, actually, uh, Jamie Foxx was on the Joe Rogan podcast, and Jamie Foxx was basically like, yeah, the black community, you know, we were okay with it, uh, you know, because we understood the the comedy aspect of it you know but that if the, he tried to make that now it'd probably not be successful you know no yeah no you that know? movie is not it's too politically drip uh hyper right now so. i also think too that movie doesn't need to be made today that's that yeah i, I don't think like with the way the climate is now you're not gonna try to make that movie mm-hmm. that, that, I, really, I could be wrong too i yeah i'm trying to think though of like I'm trying to think of um, a comedy, a recent comedy that is just memorable and well made. Very little this nowadays. Is, I mean, that made me. Am carry. I? Am I just like like I know anime movies are really they can still have that stuff, but I mean, there's nothing like I'm trying to think of like a good. I mean, you have. I mean, would you consider like everything, everywhere, all at once a comedy? No. Okay. Because I would say that would be close to a comedy. Um, I'm trying to think. There's of... certain quirky elements, but it's. I think it's at at its core, it's a serious story, serious drama, family drama. Uh, yeah. Um, I would consider that maybe a dramedy, like a drama. Everything, comedy. everywhere, at once. By the way, such a good movie. That is my movie of the year so far. Uh, that is everything I need in a movie. And, and it has I, I have everything. to be on. I have to be honest, Marvel fanboys. Uh, blows Doctor Strange's multiverse uh, story. I haven't seen it yet. I know it's not being talked about. So I liked the Doctor Strange movie. I really like, I really like his stuff. So. And Sam Raimi has his Sam Raimi moments. Like yeah, he's, got his, he's got his style. I mean, he's still... Uh, would you, know. you consider, not to cut you off, would you consider Jackass a comedy or just Jackass is Jackass? As in the stunt movie? Yeah, the movies. Not the TV show, but like the actual movies. Because then one came out this year. Did it? Yeah. Jackass Forever. I watched it. Oh I watched them all. God. I I, I think they're gross. Would I consider this... it a comedy? Yeah, or do you just consider that its own thing? No, it's 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 a comedy. So I would consider that like a decent comedy then. Okay, okay. Because that did come out this year. I'm trying to think of like 
comedies that really made me laugh and um i'm gonna think there's not many i mean also two comedies don't really i don't do well with comedy movie uh movies that are comedies i rarely because to me i like i i watch movies multiple times even movies i'm not a big fan of i will rewatch right. constantly and comedies for me kind of usually get lost um fair that's fair because that's fair. it's like if the jokes barely carry to begin with. Like I barely watch comedy TV shows. Like I love stand up comedy. Oh come on! You know you watch what we do in the shadows. See what we do in the shadows <laughs> is probably the only comedy that I like. And oh, like, and I watched yeah. all of The Office, and I was part when that was like a big deal. But I also don't ever really want to watch that show ever again. The Office. The Office. Yeah. Yeah. I. I. And I liked it when it was out. I. Like, I. I know a lot of people have it as like background noise. A lot of people put it on. I. Do, I also can't have background noise TV. Neither can I. I I'm envious I of people I, that can have I, that. I. I am too. I'm like. I, I wish can't. I could do it. I can't. The do best it. I can do. For for background noise, maybe is I'll put on like a Twitch streamer. Okay, I'll do that. that. Like it playing a game or something like that. Like a or... Twitch streamer that I like, you know. It's yeah, you know, it's one of those. I'll, I'll have them no. on in the background, but most of the time I'm not. No, it's for me. It's just music. I'm listening to music if I'm you know doing something around the house, or whatever. Uh, yeah, I am. Uh... <sighs> I can't. I can't like have something in the background as a movie or a TV mm-hmm. show because I'm winding, I'm gonna wind up watching it. Yeah, like, and I'm not gonna get done. anything done. Yeah, <laughs> and then people do that. They're like, yeah, I have it in the background as like you know I make my bed. And I'm like, really? Like how? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I I'm drawing a blank in terms of comedy. Even a show that I just recently watched, which I highly recommend to you, uh, it's called The Bear. Uh, the Bear. Yeah, The Bear. It's on Hulu. Um, they. They categorize it as a comedy, and there's certainly funny moments, but I honestly think it's more of a drama, okay. uh, an intense drama too. A great show, though. I definitely recommend it. It's and it's on in like half hour. It's like a very sh- oh, it's an FX show. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll, I'll mess with an FX. Show. Yeah. Uh, Sam will like it too. Uh, you should, you can it's watch it. It's together. a show. Yeah. 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 But like. I wouldn't consider that a comedy. I'd consider it more of a drama. Like like pure comedies, uh, they're few and far between nowadays. Like Silicon Valley. Do you remember Silicon mm-hmm. Valley? I watched a lot I of it. Lo- and then I dropped off pretty hard though. Yeah, yeah. But I would watch that religiously. And that was, a, I think, one of the last comedy shows besides What We Do in the Shadows. I think What We Do in the Shadows is a comedy that I really like. I, you know, I mean, the movie is amazing. I remember so watching good. that movie by accident. Was at my buddy's house and we're all bored. You know, we're all trying to like do, you know, we're just like, all right, let's put on a movie, right? And a friend of ours, so we have this friend. And I doubt he'll ever listen to this. Um, <laughs> like, uh, hmm, should I? I've known him for years. I've known him for shit, no names, 20 no years. Names. But he's, and actually, no, screw this. I've actually told this to his face. He's got some horrible movie tastes. <laughs> and so, like, when he took out this movie, you were just like, Oh my dear God! Well, it was like like this is like every time he's the one that always pushes the movies on us, and I'm I'm like okay, let's watch a movie with you. Here we go. And he's like, oh, let's watch this. What we do in the shadows. And I remember like, all right, I guess I'll watch this movie. And I remember laughing so goddamn hard watching that that movie. movie. And then the show comes out. I remember showing Sam the movie, and she was like, it's okay. And then we watched the show, and she's like, this is amazing. And then we then I showed her the movie again, and she was like. Oh, this is like really funny. What was I missing before? I think it just something just didn't click. I, I think I know why she may have liked the show more than the movie initially because the movie's humor is, it's is very dry, very dry, very dry, and you kind of have to go with that. Yeah. While I feel like uh, what we do in the shadows is more, uh, 
I don't think mainstream comedy is the right word, but it's more slapstick. It's cleaned up a little bit. Yeah. Um, like you could tell it's more than just one writer doing it. Um, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, so that's definitely um, a comedy. I also, I guess this is the close. It's not technically a comedy. I think it's a drama, but Atlanta. Mm. Atlanta, it's a goddamn crying shame. It doesn't get the accolades it should. I know. Um, and I'm a firm goddamn believer that it was because it's FX and it's primarily black people, and which is really fucked up because right. it's it, so, you're, so you're, you're you're saying the truth, unfortunately, which is sad. That movie, I'm sorry, that show has is amazing, and that's also that show had a really good trailer. It had a when it first came out. Um, it came. It was premiering the same time the uh, that OJ drama show was coming out. Oh yeah, true crime, um, like um, yeah. American Crime Story with uh, John Travolta. Yeah, but the joke was is once again I hate to just I'm gonna describe a trailer again is that show ends right the last episode happens you know it shows you know OJ gets off the whole nine yards and then it cuts to the three main characters of Atlanta bored sitting on a couch and one of the guys just who's like like the stoner just like who guy right and he's an amazing actor goes that's how it ends <laughs> and you see Donald Glover's character go bro that happened that was real and he was like and then it just like cuts to Atlanta this really fall, well and it's so it's such a, really a good well show. show. And this is like a show me and my uh, Sam watch, and it's so good. The commentary for like the rapper Paperboy and all these like. But you're right. I I don't think it's a a pure comedy per se. No, I think there's I definitely would, f- really funny. Moments it's like a there. it's a dramedy. It's dramedy, you know there's there's because yeah. there's some real stories like you know um you know the character Paperboy goes to stuff about with like his mom. It's right, really, right, right. Come from someone who lost his mother like that, like that, like spoke that was so well written and like it also to find out that Brian uh, Henry the the actor of that that movie that show of paper the actor of Paperboy. Um, actually did lose his mother like re- right before that scene oh, that, really? that episode and that then he's sucks. doing this and then like when you like when you lose someone that close and then you're watching you're like and it's like how he comes together, like getting lost in the woods and like all this other crazy shit that happens in the show um, and it's also like Donald Glover is it's one of these he's one of these actors these people these creators that come around that kind of can do it all you yeah. know it's like because I remember talented. Watching Donald Glover in a YouTube skit when I was in college, because I think me and him are around the same age, and it, it's okay. So it was a parody on. I think I know what you're Catch talking a Predator, about right? I think I know what you're talking about. This is my guess. I was in that. that yeah. It's like it's like a stupid little college skit, and he's in a bunch of them. But they do one. It's called Bro Rape, and it's a parody of <laughs> um, pretty much Catch a Predator. And he plays like this, like like an actual predator for like bros, <laughs> and it's like. But then it's like, then Community comes out and he's in it. I'm like, wait, that's the dude from that YouTube video. He got a show. What the hell? And then you know he does comedy. He gets stand up specials, and then he gets he does Community for a long time, and then you know he does then the Childish Gambino, and then you know then he's writing and directing Atlanta, and it's. You know, and then I really like that he's like, I'm taking like a year off from Atlanta. I'm going to do it right. And then he's like, I'm also ending Atlanta. You know, like I think the last season yeah, is the last I, season. He's like, no, I'm done. I appreciate uh, showrunners and series creators that, that can, they know the end and yeah. they're not going to push another season. They're not going to push a storyline mm-hmm. because uh, they had a vision 
of how the story began and how it ended and how you got in the middle, they could always finagle that. But like, you know, I always tell everyone, I think Breaking Bad had the perfect character arc and story arc that just went five seasons mm-hmm. and ended perfectly. See, me too, with like with um TV shows. I think shows start to break apart after season three. Yeah. And what's so funny about particularly American shows because in British, it's also why I watch a lot of BBC shows. There you go. I was you. I was, you just, Luther is my. You, I remember watching Luther right before. I was go with this. It, it like, just album like British blew dramas, up and their seasons are like what three four episodes max. And they, I mean, usually the episodes are like an hour, an hour and a half. Exactly. But yeah, they're, they're, they're almost like mini movies essentially. essentially. But it's funny because you watch them and then it's like. These are the actors that are about to blow up in America. Like Idris Elba mm-hmm. was Luther, and then he blew up. Then he's Cumberbatch. Str- Hello, he's also Stringer Bell. Hello. Yeah. Well, yes, true. Uh, what was before? Was was Luther before or after the Wire? Way after the Wire. Way after, Way the, after wire. the Wire. Yeah. Um. But then you got like Cumberbatch, who does my one of my favorite TV shows of all time, um, Sherlock. Um, Great Sherlock Holmes. Well, Sherlock Holmes is like one of my favorite literary characters of all time, and and I I watch all versions variations of that of that character, and <laughs> even the Robert Downey Jr. one, right? Even that one's just fun. I mean, that's They're fun. Listen, I like man, those movies. like Guy Ritchie. You give me a Guy Ritchie movie, I'm watching it. Like they're fun, you yeah. know. But it's very I kind of like his style, his gun ho style, he, and that's where I'm getting. Is like, and then you have like Broadchurch. You know, and it's like right before she blows up, and it's like Olivia Coleman, y'all. Yeah, and it's like, so it's like it's funny because when you watch like some BBC shows, it's like not all the time. You know, they they have their failures too, but it's like one they're doing different type of stories, and they know when to end too. They, do they don't end. drag they don't it drag out. out. Like Sherlock ended because they even said, yeah, like Cumberbatch was getting really famous, and like not just him, but also Martin as well was yeah. getting really. Not famous. only does it become a scheduling thing, but. It becomes uh, a yeah. but they you can't push the story. In the last season, they ended off where it's like we can end it here. We're good. Yeah, you know, I know there's talks of bringing Luther into making a movie for Luther. Mm. Um, and Luther was really good because they talk about taking a cop drama and flipping it upside down. Yeah, but yeah, so it's like Atlanta. I think is one of those like because there's some funny ass scenes. Yeah, they told. I, if I, you ever watch, like if you ever watch Atlanta, there's a scene where he goes to jail. You know, he's in holding. <laughs> you know that that's amazing. Uh, there's the nightclub scene where they beat oh up the, 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 the owner, which the I, owner. oh man, if you've ever like, listen, man, if you've ever been at the club and like, yep. you've seen that happen, like <laughs> my twenties, <laughs> like, we've all been there. We're like, oh, it's so good. Oh my god, but uh, but that's a show no one really ever talks about. It doesn't. Get I the know. I feel like FX has really come out with some hidden gems. Oh uh, yeah, lately the bear being one of them that it just doesn't get the recognition. FX that it picked is. up where AMC left, like stopped. Yes, great point. Like because AMC had the Mad Men, Breaking Bad, they could do no wrong. They for could a very do no time. wrong, and then and it fizzled out. Rubicon came out. <laughs> I'm sure there's a Rubicon listener be like, "Yo, I like that show." <laughs> I was one of them, <laughs> but at the same time, yeah, you just run the well dry, if you will. Like, yeah. you know, like AMC was living. Are still living off The Walking Dead. I think there's a variation and of it. And to me, with The Walking Dead, I watched a lot of seasons of that. I think a little. I think that became just a show I was just watching, just to watch. And um, that was like, I always got the vibe, and I could be wrong, that that was like manufactured hype, because that was around the time Game of Thrones was peaking, mm-hmm. and like everyone, you know, Game of Thrones was a moment. Like that doesn't happen very often, but I think they were trying to make Walking Dead on the same tier as. Yeah, Game of, mid mid seasons Game of Thrones. Yeah, and, and to me it was like, yeah, man, listen, people, there's a 
dedicated following for that for that that world, and I totally dig it. I think the comics are really good, but I always got the vibe like they're trying really hard to make this into like one of these like mega shows, and, and it's and, not. And that that show went through a weird transition very early on because Frank Darabont of Shawshank Redemption fame was technically supposed to show run the series and you can tell too when you watch the first couple episodes and first season of walking dead compared to the others they're very different shows very stylistically very. Oh, absolutely. narratively like, like the first season like the first three episodes are very like 28 days later vibes right like like no this is a this world's Another empty now um and then it, later on it kind of gets into just more zombie yeah. pornish type kind of and i mean it, yeah I mean, there's some really clever stuff in it. You know, they you know they never call them zombies. I always love that. You yeah. know, it's like it's a it's a world where zombie mythos never existed. You know. Yeah, yeah. I I just think it fizzled out. It fizzled out kind of early on, and then they kept pushing it and pushing it and pushing yeah. it. And, and they're still going, and it's like they're okay. still going. I mean, hey, listen. You know, it's just, I always like that. Like every season. Or every like new territory they go to is like a different like political system. Like there's the feudal system, then there's the monarchy, the monarchy, then there's like the the, the want to be democratic, and then the social. Like if yeah, you watch kinda, them, like there's the, that's why it kind of reminded me of the Fallout game. I don't know if you if yeah, you very much. Yeah, yeah you get that uh, too. The factions and all that stuff. Yeah, uh, I think I think you have to know, and and I think American shows especially have trouble with this. You have to know when a sh- show's story ends. A, a perfect example of this is a show that I watched and I loved the first two seasons of, but the last two I wish I hadn't seen, but I did because I committed to the show. You ever you ever watch a show like I used to be you, hardcore? You know, you know I, I it's bad now. So now. You know it's bad now, but you still commit to watching it, or, uh, or are yeah. you cut loose now? I used to be. I, I will. Listen, man, I watched way too many seasons of ER before it got bad, <laughs> uh, but I now I'll cut a show. Yeah. Um, I I have to yeah. learn to do that. I have to struggle to do that. Uh, show I, just because there's so much to watch now. I know. And there's also a lot of pressure to watch shows and movies. Like you know, not so much on movies anymore, but TV shows. Um, there's very much that. Did you see this? Did you yeah. like this? Like, and everyone's talking about it. The and I'm in both there. worlds, bro. Because I'm like in the I'm a cinephile and like TV, and then I'm also a big anime guy. Yeah. So like, do you understand the fucking world that is? Like how much shit there is. Like it's insane. So there it's like to keep to keep it stuff. keeping up to date is so hard. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah. there's a lot of pressure. Like you haven't watched this. How have you not watched this? This is yeah. Because everyone extent. everyone wants to get into the conversation. Like I watched this great show. Now I want you to watch it right. so we can talk about it. Right. You mm-hmm. know. And um, and I I like I love getting recommendations from people. Like I like that. I have a list of people that if they recommend. It's going on my, my watch list. Right. But then it goes the other way. The, I exactly. have a list of people if that. If I get a recommendation from someone like, oh, you should really watch it, it's like, okay, okay. cool. Okay. And I know, like, there's blatantly, I'm like, <laughs> do you like it? Do, okay, do you get like association stuff? Like, like, oh, if like a particular person you don't like is watching a show you know nothing about, you immediately like, I watch that fucking show. Unfortunately. Or maybe it's not someone you don't like. It's just maybe someone you're like, oh, I don't, like, I got a buddy. Who every show that he recommends sometimes kills the show that I like. Dexter's a prime example. When that show was super big, right, and I, then he really got into it, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> and I love this man, right? But I grew up with him. Uh, but like every show he likes, and it like, and even he likes some really good shows. But this is something about that the fact that he gets when he gets re. You ever feel like someone who gets really into something and you're like, okay, great, cool. And then you're like, yeah, I'm not getting into this. Fuck that. 
It or maybe it's just me being messy. No, I, it depends. I think a thing I struggle with, the thing I struggle with really is if someone recommends me a show and I kind of I'm wary of their uh of their uh selections, so to speak. But then if someone else recommends that same show, I am in such a conundrum because uh and I get that way too often actually. I have one person telling me this great show's great, but I don't know. I, you recommended me a show before and it didn't work out. And then the same person is telling me to watch the show and I'm like, oh, I really trust this thing. That's when I get into a... But I won't, I won't close mm. off a show. I don't go by reviews. Yeah, I don't go by reviews and I don't go by if uh, a person that has let me down in recommendations offers me a recommendation, I'll give it a shot if I can. I, I'm usually, if I can, though. Yeah. But like, say say they recommend the show that no one else has recommended, but mm. and then I've had three people recommend me another show, I'm going to watch the other show first right, right, and right. then put that in the back burner. Oh, so sense. I won't totally dismiss the recommendation, but I'll definitely elevate certain recommendations over others. Yeah, there are people that like, and like I have a list where if they recommend something, I'm like, oh yeah. Like, they'd never do me wrong. Yeah. Like, I'm watching yeah. that damn shit. So definitely watch The Bear Dan. <laughs> I probably will Uh, Um, because that was recommended to me by mm. uh, our buddy Todd, and Mm -hmm. uh, oh well, Todd's recommending it. I mean, so yeah, yeah. So definitely, definitely give that a go. But yeah, I I think I I will give a show a shot if a enough people are recommended to me, and b I have the time because, like you said. When do we have time to watch all this stuff? It's it's yeah. I barely have time. I, I mean, I'm still banging, bang, you know, trying to get through Obi Wan, and it took me forever. Like it's we'll we'll chat when I'm done uh, with that. But um, yeah, it just I mean, my time is very limited. <laughs> so yeah, it, know, it's funny. I got to dedicate like right now. I'm like watching like four shows at a given time, and it's taking forever to get through any of them. Yeah, and it's it's just so hard because I I don't know if you're the same way, but. I have a tough time um, if I'm watching a sh- binging a show on a streaming service. That's the only show I'm going to watch for a while. You know, right? I try to do that. Yeah, I could watch like you know half hour quick shows while I'm watching this main show, but I'm not going to dedicate another hour long mm. or or that show in addition to the one I'm watching now. See, I think that's where I I can't binge shows. But I used to. Like, I used to binge shows in weekends. Like, because there was, like, a time where I... I, 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 I finished the recent Stranger Things in a weekend. (laughs) Yeah, most people do. I I remember, like, just... Part one, actually. Binging, like... Like ER, and then like binging The West Wing. Like there was like a like a a year where I played catch up on shows that I was a kid when that came out, but everyone talks about. Mm-hmm. And I binged all those, and then for some reason I just like I didn't like the feeling of binging a show. Now it's different because a lot of the shows are designed to be binged. Back then they weren't, and that's but a part of me. This is where like I was able to finish The Boys because it was a weekly release. Yes, and the and I with that it kind of gives me I can set aside time and I'm like all right I got to every Friday you know I put the kid to bed all right you know it's quiet I got you know I got like an hour or two before you know it's time to go to sleep so yeah let me just bang out an episode it's like the fresh episode so I I find that if I can do like week of releases like I can mm-hmm. I'll get through it faster mm-hmm. than I will if I just have the entire series on my Plex yeah. and ready to go yeah. I like, think I think too I used to binge like four episodes I can only do two a night now now you can, yeah. okay. You know, so I, I've learned that too because I will f- do burnouts too. I, yeah, it's a burnout. It's I a think burnout. That's what I'm trying to get at. Like, like I can I do two m- max, two mm. two episodes or three if like the episode left me hanging and I yeah, just I have mean, to you watch get some decent writing and they get you. Yeah, on the that, decent yeah. decent cliffhanger and you're like, damn, okay, I, I got to find out what happens. But two is my max. 
Okay. Nowadays. Yeah, because yeah. I can't. Yeah, because I think that's what it is. I guess that's what it. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, that is yeah. what it is. Where it's like I'm getting burned and the, out. The great thing about Stranger Things recently was uh, two got me the weekend. You know, Friday night, Saturday mm-hmm. night, Sunday night. I finished part one, and then, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the the second. Did you? Finish Stranger Things? Not yet. Uh, that's like so. There's shows that um, I watch on my own, and then there's shows that I'm watching. You know, with ah. this is one of the shows I'm gonna watch with her. But it's also we started that show together. Like you gotta one day follow when the through, show yeah. first started, we were you like, gotta follow it everyone's talking about the Stranger Things. You want to watch it? And then I'm like, okay, sure. We watch. You know, and then I'll. You know, um, and then that was actually a show we kind of killed in a weekend. Mm. Like that was like one of the few times her and I actually like really. Cause she can't binge through shows either. She just she you know the, she can't keep her her attention is she it's a lot for her to just sit <laughs> yeah. for a while. Yeah. Um. But she you know she'll try she'll do it you know. But yeah. So even that show I remember us like burning through like we spent like a weekend and we just burned through it. Yeah. I don't know why. Something I can't remember to this day, but like something happened where we genuinely just burned through that in a weekend. Um. It was like the first season. Oh, first season yeah. was great, so that's understandable. Uh, but then, yeah, that just became like one of our shows that yeah. we were like, "All right, this is like we'll, we wait for each other to watch yeah. this show." Yeah, uh, yeah, that's definitely one of the ones we're yeah. holding out. But no, I, I think as I've gotten older, we're old dudes now. I can't binge four episodes of an hour show. Uh, half hour shows are uniquely different. I think I could. Well, it's prob- only twenty two minutes. Yeah, it's only twenty two minutes. You know, like Death, Love, and Robots, or oh, like I, lo- that I stuff. love that. Like those yeah, type of shows. Yeah, I could bang out three or four. Did yeah. you watch the newest season of that? Before? I haven't watched the newest. Don't spoil it for me. Uh, I'm not gonna spoil shit. I think this is one of the best. This is the best season. Wow, that's saying a lot. And it's coming from me. <laughs> <laughs> There's gonna be an episode about zombies. I've watched it a dozen times. Oh, okay. So now, I'm, now I'm intrigued. Your homework before the next episode, okay. uh, is going to be um, we're gonna we're gonna really dissect those episodes. Fun. There's some really cool shit. Yeah, your homework is to bang. It's, dude, it'll take you one night. Like even I like burnt. No, those out, are like, short quick. episodes. So like, um, um, yeah. And you're gonna know what I'm talking about. The zombie one. Okay. 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 Um, I'll look for it. I. It's the shortest one. I think it's five minutes long. Oh, it's five minutes. I long. think it's five or seven. I think it's seven minutes if you include like the intro and outro. Okay. Um, I've watched it like so many times. It's one of the. There's a scene. There's a part in it that I die laughing every time, and you're gonna be like, you're gonna know exactly what it is. Okay. I'll um, check it out. That's your homework, so we could we'll, we could chat homework. about that next time. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, I think um, I think that's a great way to end it. Um, I think so too, my man. Uh, let's do this again sometime. Huh? Yeah, this was fun. Um, and you guys, thank you for listening. And you know, we'll see you guys uh, next time. Later, guys. Peace.